It's time for Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. For the next three hours, it's high school basketball from across the Mountain State. Live from Marshall University, here's your host, Ryan Epling. And a very pleasant good Friday evening to you. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Talking about uh, a lot of action going across the, on across the state in basketball this week. And uh, high school girls and high school boys both. But the girls are well underway in their sectionals. And, uh, Bill, I tell you what, it uh, it's hard to believe it's this time of the year. I know we've talked about it, you know, throughout the season. But uh, the girls well into their sectionals Joe, and I, go into regionals next week. I think I used the term last year, and I'll use it again. It's March Madness in February. Absolutely. Because the so. postseason is not just underway. It's well underway for girls. We had sectional champions decided tonight. A lot of girls' uh, sections, uh, in, in multiple classes. And, the boys, uh, there's a couple games, actually. Uh, sectionals get started, I believe, tomorrow night. They, they do. There's uh, about uh, ten. I think we've got ten uh, regular season games that finish up tonight, and then they get right into it tomorrow I, night. I know in, in uh, southern West Virginia for sure because there are a lot of really loaded double-A and single-A sections in southern West Virginia, and a lot of those games in your lower-seeded teams do get underway tomorrow. And there's been some good games this week, and – and probably a few upsets if you really get to, you know, diving into it. But anyway, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville with you. And as you can uh, tell, Ryan Epling is MIA once again. Uh, he He's was in, in transit. He is in transit. Yes. Should be arriving really about any time. His game's been over uh, probably for about 40 minutes or so. So yep. he should be re- re- arriving in the near future. We, did, we didn't get a helicopter for him tonight because, uh, you know, that, that just gets a little expensive when we do that week in and week out. So. But anyway, we know you're here for scores. And, Bill, let's get right into the Marshall University Sports Journalism Basketball Night.com scoreboard and take a look at some of those girls' sectionals from across the state. Boy, it is a busy night. Of course, we're going to talk to coaches uh, along the way, uh, winners tonight. Uh, let's go first off to Class AAA, uh, Wheeling Park. John Marshall played tonight, and it was Wheeling Park knocking off the Monarchs 52-40. to Martinsburg over Spring Mills, 53-35. Again, these are all sectional finals in Class AAA. It was George Washington falling to South Charleston, 66-56. Uh, blowout up in Parkersburg tonight. The Big Reds of Parkersburg over uh, Parkersburg South, 105-49. And Huntington uh, beat the Cabell Midland tonight. Bit of a surprise here, 54-34. Huntington gets the win over the Knights. Fairmont Sr. defeats North Marion as we go to Class AA. 47-29, Polar Bears with the win over the Huskies of North Marion. It was Nicholas County beating Braxton County 48-45. Pikeview falls to Bluefield by actually that's a halftime score. 30-29, Bluefield's up at half. Wayne knocks off Sissonville 72-47. Big night for Lake and Atkins. She had 19 points, 13 rebounds, double-double. Also, seven assists. Logan and Chapmanville, big battle there in double-A. It was Chapmanville beating the Wildcats 52-40. We now go to single-A. Wheeling Central knocks off Madonna. Final score was 48-46. A close one there. Tyler consolidated. Uh, falls to Magnolia, 65-42. It was Parkersburg Catholic beating Williamstown, 64-60. Huntington St. Joe, number one in the state. 
Well, they have no problem with Tug Valley. Final score, Irish City 1, Tug Valley 43. Joe? Over on the boys' side, it was the Hurricane Redskins picking up a win tonight over Wheeling Park by a score of 60-50. to 50. Independence, the Patriots knock off Liberty Raleigh 49-43. It was Riverview, the Raiders falling to Pikeview in that backdoor battle tonight, 77-65. This score at the end of three, it is all tied up. Frankfurt and the Golden Tornadoes of Kaiser are all knotted up there at the end of the third quarter. And a big game down in the southern part of the state. The Bluefield Beavers have taken control of the game at the end of the third. They lead Princeton 63-42. And over in the panhandle, Martinsburg goes to 22-0. I think they go to 23-0, actually, with the win tonight over Jefferson by a score of 62-28. And that's a look at your Marshall Marshall University Sports Journalism basketballnight.com scoreboard. And we we can now say that Martinsburg, uh, on the regular season, they've run the table. They have. I literally don't know how to do that. But anyway... uh, any big surprises uh, as you scroll down through there? I noticed uh, one that kind of jumped out at me, Wheeling Central, just squeaked by Madonna, and uh, Marissa Horan actually hit a jumper at the buzzer for the Wheeling Central win. Yeah, they, that was a, a real uh, close one there. Uh, uh, one that I kind of talked about as we were uh, going through. Uh, Huntington gets a huge win over a good Cabell Midland team, 20 points tonight. Uh Got to give credit to the Highlanders. They started off pretty poorly this year, kind of a young team. But uh, Lonnie Lucas and his staff got that uh, club going in the right direction, and uh, they have won that uh, Class AAA sectional, and that means that they will be hosting Parkersburg South for a trip to Charleston next week. Meanwhile, Midland will have to uh, go up to Parkersburg to take up the Big Reds in that other uh, Region Four Class AAA uh, uh play-in game for the tournament. Up in Region 2, Section 2, another close one. A couple teams we don't talk talk a whole lot about. Nicholas County knocked off neighboring Braxton County 48-45 for the win. So yeah. another tight one there in the central part of the state. And so. uh, i got to say that uh, looks like the St. Joe Irish woke up. They had a, a bit of a tester in their first sectional game against Sherman a couple of nights ago. But tonight they had no problem winning by 38 over Tug Valley. Actually, I thought we were going to go to Jordan Mounts, but he must have fell off the radar there uh, to talk about that uh, Tug Valley uh, St. Joe game. I know uh, in the sectional, uh, you know, there's a lot of, I don't want to say bitterism is not a good word. <laughs> you know, it's probably not even a word at all if, if you really look it up. But, you know, with Huntington St. Joe, I tell you what, they've just been on a tear again on yeah. that girl's side of the bracket uh, this season, and they just, man, they just run the tables. But what's weird about the, their situation, Joe, is that they do not see these teams in their section till they get to the sectional right. because they don't play them. They're, they're playing out of state. They're playing uh, up class, double-A, triple-A teams. They're playing uh, teams in nearby Ohio and in Kentucky, and they not just they just don't play a lot of West Virginia teams, especially single-A, Till they get into the postseason, so uh, it's it's really pretty interesting how Coach Shannon Lewis and his staff kind of get uh, themselves acclimated quickly to uh, single league basketball in West Virginia. But of course, the level of competition that they play. 
during the regular season, be it national level competition or uh, here in the region up classes to double A and triple A, they're more than ready. Yeah, they're uh, what seventeen and four there on the season. I was actually going to uh, look up their um, record. They actually dropped a, a a game to a national level opponent last Friday or Saturday. Uh, but again, they, they still nineteen games in a row, nineteen wins in a regular season against a challenging schedule. Yeah, and it, like you said, it, it makes your opponents, uh, you know, kind of not knowing what to expect when they roll into a game. You know, with, of course, they go out and can watch film and so forth mm-hmm. of, of some of their other games makes it uh, makes it kind of tight. So. Anyway, let's uh, go to the phone line before we take our first break tonight. Eric Little of WVVV up in Parkersburg. Man, what a game. Yeah, I, uh, that, that, was, that was a sum game that we just had with uh, Parkersburg High and with, uh, with Parkersburg South. Uh, the, the first time these two teams played, they were close for six quarters. Uh, 105-49, the final tonight, PHS. Uh, they, they got hot early. Uh, the unofficial numbers that we heard was the PHS shot 68% from the field in this game. And it, it's not like the second team really brought that down either because uh, the second team didn't really come out until about the three-minute mark in the fourth quarter. But PHS hit 17 threes. They got 26 from Maddie Mace and 20 from Aaliyah Kreitz. Parkersburg South is playing with that point guard, Kenzie Johnson, who's under the window tonight. And they got 10 in her place from Riley Harner, who made a, a really a nice spot start for Parkersburg South. But it was one of those games to where everything that South needed to stop of PHSs, they weren't able to stop. And everything that South needed to go for them uh, just didn't go for them tonight. What was the difference in, I mean, was the atmosphere any different? Or just, you know, I was really surprised when I saw that score. Again, you're without your point guard in Kenzie Johnson, and she's she's someone that doesn't score the most points, get the most rebounds, get the most assists, but she facilitates that offense and she plays tough defense. And when you got a PHS team playing full court pressure and a lot of zone trap against Parkersburg South, uh, you need someone to move the ball up the floor against that. And and they didn't have that early on. PHS was hot from the. I think they missed maybe one or two shots the entire first quarter. They led 32-7 after a quarter. So it was a combination of an extremely hot start, a torrid start for PHS, and South not having that key cog in, in, in the component, that key component that they needed. Uh, it, it, it certainly kind of doubled up on itself. And, you know, they, it's not just that PHS couldn't miss. Uh, they're hitting threes, too. So, uh, you know, 17 threes in the game, eight of those in the first half. Uh, it, it, it was a deadly recipe for Parkersburg South tonight. Well, Eric, the, the one beauty of the system we have now in West Virginia is not it's not over. They, they do have a chance. Of course, they're going to have to hit the road next week uh, for the regional final, uh, sub-final, come to Huntington. And, and the Highlanders, all of a sudden, they are a hot team, and, and they beat a good Cabell Midland team by about 20 tonight. And that, that's a big ask for uh, Parkersburg to come down to uh, Huntington High get that win next week, but they do have that shot. Well, I'm a Pirates fan, and Pirates manager Clint Hurdle has a phrase that I think applies in life uh, and a lot of times in sports, and that's shower it off. Yeah. You know, and, and right now, right now, that's exactly what Parkersburg South needs to do. You go in the shower, 
you shower the loss off, and, and you forget about it, you know, and and, and you move on to uh, what's going to happen on on Tuesday. Because right now, you know, no matter what happened tonight, it could have been 105 to nothing tonight. South still is going to have that access game for the state tournament, and that's why that that's what winning that sectional semifinal does. That is, I think the semifinal, the sectional, is a vastly more important game than your sectional final because that is what guarantees you that access game. And as long as you're playing a game to go to the state tournament, you can still advance to the state tournament. And that's, that's the proper perspective you need to have. And I think what's going to help Parkersburg South's confidence is that they do own a win against Huntington this year. They split the regular season series of the Highlanders. So it's not like in past years where... Uh, there's one team coming out of that other section that you want to avoid at all costs. You know they they have wins against both PHS and or both uh, Huntington and Cabell Midland. So either way, that uh, they had that going for them going you know, coming into this. So there is still a chance that you could see both Parkersburg teams in Charleston uh, come state tournament time. Uh, you'd rather not go on the road to do it and go to Huntington, but at Davis's girls are focused. They're they're going to treat it as a business trip and. Like I said, hopefully they'll have uh, a healthy uh, Kenzie Johnson back, and uh, she she didn't she wasn't even at the game tonight, so she's not on the bench infecting her teammates. So that's good, and hopefully they get her back, they get her well, and and the illness doesn't spread, you know, because that, that's a possibility. But you know, hopefully you you get things going back in the right direction on Tuesday. When was it? You know, you watch a lot of basketball. When's the last time you saw a team? Shoot somewhere close to seventy percent from the floor in a ball game. Not often. Uh, I actually worked tonight's game with boys coach Mike Fallon. Uh, he, he he dropped by and uh, he did color with me. And I want to say the second year that I did South games, it maybe three or four years ago. Um, one of his boys teams hit nineteen threes in uh, an early season game. It was maybe the second or third game of the year. And I told coach tonight. I said. Tonight was the second most threes I think I've ever seen a team hit. There's 17 of those, uh, but no, I, I, and I wish I had a better record of you know a field goal percentage in terms of what I've seen. But no, there's there's no way. And and they did have some misses, you know, when, when the when the backups came in in the, in the final few minutes of it. Uh, but you know, they were still hitting big shots and big threes, you know, well into the fourth quarter, and. It, I would have to think that that percentage was hovering closer to 75-80% until the final few minutes of the game, to be quite honest. So uh, even 68% uh, is still a conservative estimate for how well PHS shot the ball tonight. And they weren't just easy shots. There were a lot of easy buckets that the Big Reds hit. Uh, they hit several 25-footers, a couple 30-footers. Matty Mace was deep from beyond the, big from beyond the arc. Uh, we haven't even mentioned Shaylee Kirby, who's this team's leading scorer. She dropped 32 in the MSAC title game on Saturday. She scored 14 tonight, had 2,000 in the first half, and didn't play a lot of the first half. So most of her points came in garbage time. And that's how deep this PHS team is. And they're poised, and they made a statement tonight that they're ready, made a statement of some sort, but in some ways they made a statement to say that they're ready to go back and try to repeat their title. All right, Eric Little of WVVV with that Parkersburg, Parkers, uh, Parkersburg South girls game. Uh, good report as always, and we look forward to talking to you again next Friday night. And it's a very good chance that the Parkersburg South boys are going to play the PHS boys next Friday. <laughs> yeah. South can get a win in that semifinal on Wednesday. So 
you know, second verse, and uh, hopefully it works out better for South this time around. All right. Thank you very much. Eric Little of WVVB in Parkersburg uh, with the call of that game. We're up against our first break here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. On deck is the head coach of the Wheeling Central Girls, Penn Kurtz, Jordan Mounts, Bill Nestor, and Brian Sexton. Much, much more to come next here on Basketball Friday Night here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. Streaming video live from the studios at Marshall University, visit basketballnight.com for video, audio, and the Basketball Friday Night scoreboard. Marshall University's sports journalism major offers students the opportunity to develop skills in the exciting areas of print, public relations, or broadcasting. Our curriculum features terrific skill-based courses and prioritizes hands-on experiences that not only expose the students' work to the public, but also to sports journalism professionals who are often willing to provide crucial feedback. Marshall sports journalism majors cover our 15 varsity teams in any media format, including text, on online, photo, radio, or video. Hands-on, real-life experiences come through Marshall's student-powered media, the Parthenon, WMUL Radio, and MUTV, as well as communications campaigns and off-campus internships. The Marshall University School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your sports journalism career. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. There's many places to listen and watch Basketball Friday Night. We're on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State. Just click our affiliates page for the station nearest you. You can also watch our high-definition video on YouTube. Go to BasketballNight.com. Just click to watch. We're also on Facebook Live and Periscope. Follow us on Twitter, at Hoops underscore Roundup, at Hoops underscore Roundup. In the Huntington area, we're on Comcast Channel 25 and Armstrong Digital Channel 204. Make sure to send pictures of your game, your team, and your fans so we can feature them in our video stream. Send your pics to us on Twitter, at Hoops underscore Roundup. At hoops underscore roundup. Celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State, you're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. 918 on Friday night. Joe Lindell and Bill Cornwell in the studio. Ron Epling will join us in just a few minutes. But uh, joining us now is the head coach of the Wheatling Central Girls team, Coach uh, Penn Kurtz. And Coach, uh, welcome to Basketball Friday night. And I'll tell you what, uh, that was a close one for your team tonight. Yes, it was a little too close. Uh, <laughs> we'd like to have a little bit, bit of wider margin at the end, but all you need is one more point than the other team. So, we, we managed to pull one out. Yeah, you pick up uh, the victory tonight. Uh, talk a little bit about the game. Uh, you know about your you know your team and of course your opponent. Uh, Madonna played you very close there, all the way down to the bitter end. They did. We actually got off to a great start and had a big lead, and then actually went into the fourth quarter up by thirteen points, and just couldn't find a ball to get through the rim in that fourth quarter. And they just kept battling. A lot of credit to them. 
their seniors just dug in and played great defense, forced us into some uncharacteristic turnovers, and we missed some shots we would normally make, and I'm going to give them the credit for that. And uh, They actually finally took the, their first lead with about 30 seconds left in the game. Uh, we were able to come down, and Kaylee Ryanview made a play, got a basket, um, got fouled, missed the free throw, but we were able to get a rebound and, and uh, run a play and get him a, a shot in the corner that Marissa Moran hit at the buzzer to win the game for us. How how relieved were you once she hit that uh, shot right at the buzzer? I'm pretty relieved, um, you know, because actually when Kaylee went to the line to make the free throw, there's still 12 seconds left on the clock, and um, you know, you just wonder what if if we could hold them for 12 seconds, and uh, we didn't have to worry about that. Tristan White got a great offensive rebound, and uh, we just ran it down and got the last shot, and it went in. So. I'd like to congratulate them. They played a great game. They they didn't give up. They never quit, and they just kept digging in, and and made us work for every every shot we got. Well, there's no rest for the weary coach. Uh, next week, Charleston is on the line, and uh, you you uh, will be facing uh, Tyler Consolidated uh, for your uh, regional subtitle. Yes, yes, they are. I believe they lost to Magnolia tonight. So yeah. Uh, that'll be a good game for us. Uh, they're they're a nice team. Um, uh, we did not play them this year, so but we'll we'll be ready for them when they come next Thursday. Coach, uh, what do you do? You, you know, at this point, you got to you know you got a few days to prepare for your next game, and just what do you do to rally the team? I mean, this is the time of the year you want to start peaking and and doing your best performances on the hardwood. It is, and, and actually, this team has been rallying for the last uh, almost month. We were at six; we, our record was six and seven at one point. We've won eight of our last ten, so they're coming together. They're playing better defensively. We're getting great leadership from Amin Gainer and Kaylee Ryanview. Uh, so, you know, as long as we keep doing the little things right, we'll be in a position to win. All right, Coach. Uh, thank you very much for joining us, Coach Pan Kurtz, the uh, head coach of the. Uh, Wheeling Central Maroon Knights uh, with a big win tonight uh, that went right down to the buzzer, knocking off Madonna 48-46. Coach, again, thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you before the season's out. Okay, thanks for having me on. All right, thank you very much, uh, Coach uh, Penn Kurtz. And joining us now is uh, Jordan Mounts of WFGH and uh, had the call tonight of that uh, Tug Valley-St. Joe game. Uh, Tough night for Tug Valley. Yeah, Joe, it it was. Um, you know, looking at uh looking at the strength of the opponent, St. Joe they they've been in the state championship for a reason the past few years. That's a talented basketball team. And they've got a good core group of seniors as well as a good core group of underclassmen to build on. Um and uh the the better team won the basketball game this evening. Uh did this look like uh St. Joe kind of woke up, uh Jordan because uh they were pushed a couple of nights ago by Sherman. In fact, Sherman, I believe, after the first quarter, was leading St. Joe in the first sectional game. But uh, I would say that Shannon Lewis got his team's attention, and they have been on fire ever since. Yeah, you know, uh, when they played Sherman there that first game, that was uh, that was uh, Sherman was able to stick with them and uh, by putting a lot of pressure on their shooters and a lot of pressure on defense. Um, then Sherman also, when they went on the offensive side, Sherman has a six foot two center that they really made use of in that game, uh, Deja Busby. Um, I tell you what, Busby's got a chance to play some small college basketball. Um, she's, uh, she's not a bad little center. 
Um, uh, but as far as uh, as far as Sherman, like I said, they they put a lot of pressure on St. Joe's guards. Um, just kept the hand in the face, didn't allow him an open shot, and that's why Sherman was able to walk out of there with the lead in the first quarter. But after that, again, like tonight, true talent took over, and Sancho started hitting the shots. The girls started firing on all cylinders, and it was just a matter of time till well, it ended up the way it was. Jordan, we've talked to you about the the boys' side of at Tug Valley. They uh, get ready for their sectional uh, next week. What can you tell us uh, on the happenings of Tug Valley on the on the boys' side? On the uh, boys' side of things, well, um, you know, about a week ago, uh, the day after I walked on set there at Basketball Friday night, um, we actually, uh, Tug Valley had senior night there at uh, at Tug Valley High School and uh, walked away with a pretty key win over a, a very talented West Side High School team. Um, and uh, that, was a, that was a big win for our boys. Uh, as far as the game went, um, the, the game at St. Joe, Tug Valley continued that that same style of play over that next day, uh, which was a lot of team basketball, uh, finding each other, making the extra pass, getting the ball into their bigs, uh, and uh, Ethan Colgrove had a big game again against Westside. It was a, it was a very, very good game to watch and uh, a very positive game to take away and actually take into the sectional championship, sectional tournament uh, coming up this week, I should say. All right, Jordan, uh, thank you very much. Uh, appreciate the update, and I'm sure we'll be talking to you probably again next week. Absolutely, Joe. It sounds good. Uh, we'll uh, we'll talk at you all, I guess, next week. All right. Jordan Mounts, WFGH, also the voice of the uh, Tug Valley Boys and Girls basketball team. And let's go right back to the phone line. Uh, Bill Nestor, WPDX. Uh, Robert C. Bird uh, on the boys' side had a big win last night over uh, Grafton by a score of 81-53. And I believe that uh, puts about five straight wins on the uh, on the side of Robert C. Bird. Joe, you're exactly right. It's a five-game win streak, and they've won 11 of the last 12. So finding their uh, flow and getting uh, things going the right way at the right time here, peaking as we approach tournament time, and really had a big win game before this uh, last Saturday against Bridgeport, crosstown rival. Seemed to give them a little bit more confidence, and they played their most complete game of the season against Grafton last night in that big win. Uh, you know, you heard me mention to Coach Kurtz there a minute ago, this is the time you want your team to come together. I mean, we're uh, rapidly approaching uh, the March Madness time of the year, and, you know, that's when you want your continuity. It's when you want, uh, you know, your best team ball to, to be happening on the floor. It is, Joe. And, you know, when you're playing your best, of course, players can sense. They know exactly where they're at. You know, coaches talk about the measuring stick. Uh, game in and game out in terms of uh, finding out where their team is. But players know whether they're playing good basketball or not. And uh, when you're playing good basketball, that confidence really exudes. It comes out, and uh, for this Flangel team, the confidence has been big for them. They've they've played well all year. They've been pretty consistent. As a matter of fact, you look at the four losses uh, by uh, six points, eight points, four, and six points. So uh, not losing anything in double figures. So they've been close in every game, even the ones they've lost. So they've played well throughout, but yeah, peaking at the right time right here. Uh, they had four players in double figures la- uh, last night, and uh, so they've got different guys that can score, and they've got just about every way to score possible. The only thing they're lacking really is a true big inside they can score with the back to the basket, but they've got the shooters from the perimeter, they've got the slashers, and the good thing about this team, very unselfish. They all pass the ball extremely well, distribute it to the open man. They make the extra pass a lot of times. That causes defenses to work a little bit harder, wears teams down, 
and uh, RCB has been really strong late in games, especially in the fourth quarter. So that's been kind of the uh, method for the madness, for the success, and they've continued the blueprint of uh, playing solid man-to-man defense. Haven't got a chance to play the pressure defense they'd like to in a full-court set, and part of that's because they haven't been so deep. But they've developed some players coming off the bench right now. They've got about three guys they can go to. So that allows Coach Bennett and his staff to be able to, to be a little more aggressive defensively and put the pressure on because they know they've got some guys they can step up and log some valuable minutes. So, yeah, everything seems to be going right here at tournament time. Bill, you can see the confidence looking at uh, what they've done. Of course, the, the big picture, I mean, they have lost one game since the 10th of January. And, I mean, that is impressive in itself. And then these, these five games on, on this win streak, they have been blowing folks out. The closest game was a, a seven-point win over Bridgeport. Other than that, they've all been big double-figure wins. That's a great point, Bill. And, you know, when you look at the Bridgeport game, RCB had to overcome a lot of adversity. Uh, they had three starters with two fouls apiece in the first quarter of play. And, of course, you know as well as I do, when you get guys with two fouls early, the majority of the time you have to set them. RCB had to set two of those three players, didn't see action for the remaining part of that first quarter and the entire second quarter. So they really had uh, they opened up a good lead, lost it because of the foul trouble, that came back and won that game. And the rest of the games you talked about, the double-digit scores, a lot of confidence there. And you go back to the loss to Fairmont Senior, a game where RCB had a 12-point lead twice in the first quarter of play and let that one slip away at the very end. But they bounced right back, uh, and really uh, two days later, against Frankfurt at West Virginia State and got a big win there. And that's when things really started to fall into place and uh, things started to roll for them. And as you talked about the double-digit wins, that's helped their confidence as well. So it's it's uh, it's been a great season for what was a young team with a nucleus of three sophomores who play the majority of the minutes. Now at this time of year, you guys, you know as well as I do that these younger players they move up a year in terms of experience because of all the minutes they've logged, the games they've played. So now they've got more of an upperclassman type of team as they head into the playoff situation. Bill, quickly, let's talk about this uh, Class AA Region 2, Section 1. RCB seeded number one, Bridgeport number two, Elkins three. And then even on the other side of the bracket, uh, Region 2, Section 2, you got Nicholas County and Herbert Hoover. I'll tell you what, looking pretty good for RCB to make a trick back to Charleston. Uh, you know, definitely it's a great opportunity here. Now let's look back a couple of years ago when Herbert Hoover uh, – beat Robert C. Bird uh, in, in that regional final. So that's definitely fresh in the mind of Coach Bennett and his staff. So obviously you want to try to win this thing if you can and play at home. You don't want to have to travel. RCB in, in sectional play, guys, has, has uh, beaten everybody except for Elkins. Uh, they only played them one time, lost the second game because of the teacher strike. So that's the only loss they've had. They won't face Elkins until the final game if they're fortunate enough to get a win over the Liberty Lincoln uh, game, which will be played uh, tomorrow evening. So if they can get that win, it would set up a final game uh, with the winner of Bridgeport and Elkins, and that would be the RCB. So no place like home, guys. And if RCB can take care of business, they'll play it winning away all the way through to Charleston. All right, Bill, good talking to you as always. Uh, look forward to talking to you probably again next week. I always look forward to it, guys. Thank you for having me on. Have a great rest of the show and a great weekend as well. Yes, sir. Thank you, and you do the same. Bill Nestor, WPDX, uh, with the call last night of the Robert C. Bird win over Grafton. We're up against a break. Break number two here at the bottom of the hour on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. 
If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. It's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Does showing up for work at a ballpark or an arena sound good to you? A Marshall University sports journalism degree can get you there. Sports journalism at Marshall is serious and it's big business. Sports media and communications careers are some of the most competitive and marketable in the world. We'll prepare you to think critically, report accurately, and artfully tell the stories on and off the field or court. If this sounds like you, the Marshall School of Journalism is ready and eager to start your journey. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. We want you to become part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. Follow us on Twitter and we'll make sure to mention your name tonight at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup. Tweet us your team's scores and give us your comments on the game at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup. A big shout out to some of the people following us tonight on Twitter. Macy Stewart, Jason Slay, West Virginia Sports News, Jason O'Brien, Cameron White, Jay Hatfield, Dog Zone, Mark, Debbie Greskovich, Clyde Farley, Jake Adkins, Alex Crum, Sally Avero. Become part of the show. Go to our webpage, basketballnight.com. You can call, tweet, text, and email. Join us on the phone tonight and share your team's game. Call toll-free 855-784-6677. 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter, at hoops underscore roundup. At hoops underscore roundup. Text the show, 304-249-4924. Text the show with your scores and comments, 304-249-4924. Go to our website, check out the scoreboard, and find out how you can connect with the show at basketballnight.com. favorite teams check out basketballnight.com now back to basketball friday night in west virginia with bill cornwell joe linville and ryan epling 933 on a friday night uh, basketball friday night in west virginia rolls on and i tell you what uh, Man, we're in, in high-speed overdrive and jamming down here tonight. Uh, I love it. As we come back in from the break. Uh, anyway, we know you're here for scores, so let's get right into it. Let's take a look at our Marshall University Sports Journalism BasketballNight.com scoreboard. And Bill Cornwell, take a look at those girls' uh, sectionals from across the state. We have folks who are setting up uh, sectional and regional finals uh, and uh, big games coming up next week. Depending on what happened tonight, first off, we start off in Class AAA in Section 1, uh, Wheeling Park. They beat John Marshall 52-40. to It was Martinsburg over Spring Mills 53-35. to South Charleston takes care of George Washington 66-56. to Parkersburg and Parkersburg South played tonight. It was all Big Reds, 105-49 Parkersburg with the win. Huntington wins in, in Region 4, Section 2 over their in-county rivals, Cabell Millen, 54-34. Huntington, the 20-point victory there. It was North Marion in uh, Section, in, and now we're going to AA, and we're looking at uh, Section 1 or Section 2 of Region 1. North Marion falls to Fairmont Senior by a score of 47-29. Staying in AA, Nicholas County beat Braxton County. 
48-45. Bluefield, again, this is a halftime, but we're still a partial. Bluefield, a one-point lead at halftime over Pike Pew, 30-29. Wayne Pioneers, they win their sectional in Class AA Region 4, beating Sissonville, 72-47. It was Chapmanville over Logan by a score of 52-40. We now go to Class Single A, Wheeling Central on a Marissa Horan long jumper at the buzzer, beating Madonna, 48-46. Magnolia beats Tyler Consolidated, 65-42. Summers County, a winner over Montcalm, 52-33. Williamstown falls to Parkersburg Catholic in Region 4, Section 1, 64-60. And number one in the state class, single A, St. Joe, no problem. Tug Valley in Region 4, Section 2. Irish at St. Joe over Tug Valley, 81-43. And now let's take a look at scores on the boys' side across the, the state. Only 10 games on tap. However, a couple of those are sectionals getting underway tonight. First of all, Hurricane knocked off Wheeling Park by a score of 60-50. to 50. In, in Class AA, Region 3, Section 1, it was Independence with the upset, knocking off Liberty Raleigh 49-43. Uh, Independence now plays Oak Hill on Monday night. It was Riverview falling to Pikeview, also in that Region 3 class, or Section 2 Class AA. As the final score, Pikeview 77, Riverview uh, 65. For Pikeview, Peyton Meadows had 23 points, and they play uh, Bluefield Tuesday at the uh, Brushfield or Brushwork Armory. It was the Golden Tornadoes falling tonight in overtime to Frankfurt, 56-54. Hedgesville knocked off Washington tonight. This is a final, 58-28. It was Bluefield. The Beavers knocking off Princeton, 75-54. Bluefield outscored Princeton, 33-13 to come back there in the third quarter. And it was the Martinsburg Bulldogs knocking off Jefferson over in the Eastern Panhandle by a score of 62-28. That's a look at your Marshall University Sports Journalism Basketball Night com scoreboard and then speaking of that uh, Martinsburg Jefferson game but before we go to uh, Bill uh, Brian Sexton let's uh, bring in uh, our resident reporter over there Morgan Sherwood Morgan good evening and a big game there uh, I guess it was in Martinsburg right it was actually in Jefferson oh, okay. County this time okay but it was a very good game it started off kind of really slow but the Bulldogs came out and Showed that the Cougars showed the Cougars that they weren't there to mess around, and their defense held the Cougars the entire game, where they only were able to score 28 points, which isn't a very good record. But that also gave the win. The final score was 62-28, and it gave the Bulldogs their 22nd consecutive win this season. What's what's the buzz around Martinsburg? You know, the, the football team had an outstanding undefeated season, and then the basketball team follows it up and undefeated after the regular season. I know they set the bar high for Berkeley County. I mean, I know there's some tough competition for every school over here. Hedgesville's biggest competitor is Martinsburg, and I know Spring Mills is concerned about them too. Morgan, uh, you know, we, we again talking about uh, uh, 
uh, kind of running the table, Martinsburg. And Coach Rogers has taken so many teams to Charleston over the years, and they come close, they come close, and they can't get the W. In, uh, they just cannot beat usually the teams from the southern part of the state. You get kind of some kind of a, a buzz that they, they think this is the year, that, that maybe this is the team. Yeah, I'm pretty confident after watching some of their games that they're an amazing team, and I'm confident they'll be going to Charleston and hopefully winning another championship for them this this year. Hey, Morgan, just uh, out of curiosity, you got any inside tips on the baseball team? <laughs> uh, not anything that I know of, <laughs> but I know there's some tough competition watching. every. I went to almost every single baseball game for Hedges the last year and watching some sectional and regional games against Martinsburg. I know they're tough competition, and they have some good players coming in next season. I was actually just kind of kidding you, you know, after they run the tables on uh, football and basketball and uh, just wondering about the baseball. But anyway, uh, final score tonight, Martinsburg knocks off Jefferson 62-28. Morgan Sherwood, uh, again, it's always a pleasure and good job. Thank you very much. All right, we'll talk to you again next week. All right, have a good night, guys. All right, thank you very much. Of course, uh, when you talk baseball up there, usually you're talking Jefferson. <clears throat> Jefferson's the one that usually kind of runs Triple A up there, and Martinsburg kind of has to kind of scrap to to get into the, the conversation. But maybe the way things are going for Martinsburg, maybe it's the year for baseball too. Yeah, we've left this guy in queue long enough. Anyway, yeah. uh, Brian Sexton. Uh, with the Calvary Baptist Academy, uh, had the big trip up to the WV Cat uh, tournament in Summersville last week. Uh, Brian, good evening. Joe, Billy, how you guys doing tonight? Hey, busy, doing great, man. I tell you what, a lot of a lot of high school basketball going on with these sectionals uh, uh, in full swing right now. Well, we just—I'm uh, actually up here at Taze Valley Christian School. Uh, speaking of baseball, we're we're starting baseball practice. Guys, after throwing BP to these guys tonight uh, from Taze Valley and Calvary, I'm kind of feeling a little bit like Zion Williamson's shoe, man. A little blown oh, out and, and, <laughs> and worn out, you know. I've seen a picture on hey, Facebook. <laughs> I just want to make a comment hey, real quick. I've seen a picture on yeah. Facebook said that they were going to go get that eight-year-old that put that shoe together for Nike. Oh yeah, I, well, I'm just wondering why that thing hasn't ended up on eBay yet, where somebody can buy that, Joe. Uh, it probably will. For it's all over. It may with. end up at the Smithsonian. I don't know <laughs> exactly. So what's happening in just your world a good tonight, point, Bill? Yeah. Well, just you know, when we talked last week, uh, we were heading into the championship game of the of the boys and girls West Virginia uh, Christian Athletic Tournament, and. Uh, the girls' tournament, Grace Christian School, uh, knocked off Calvary Baptist Academy seventy to thirty-five, and and I tell you what, that Grace girls' team, Joe, uh, just just flat uh, dominated the the girls' side of that tournament, and uh, they've got three young ladies. Samantha Wells averages about fifteen a game, and uh, the tournament MVP was an eighth grader named Hazley Matthews, and and boy. She really played well, and uh, she's not even their leading scorer for the season. But uh, you could have fooled me; she was everywhere. And they they've got a little they've got a little girl named Emily Hutchison. Emily Hutchison's about uh, four foot eleven, but she is everywhere on that court. And uh, they uh, they took it to the Calvary girls and and breezed to the state championship. And 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 Joe, I got to tell you real quick that the boys. Uh, championship game was an absolute classic of a game. Uh, Cross Lanes Christian came back and defeated Calvary 
60 to 59. And uh, man, what a, a ball game that was! Just back and forth, and and uh, I, I was sitting there, sitting over there. I, I felt like popping a, a bottle of Tums during that thing. It was so back and forth. But uh, my hats off to Cross Lanes Christian School. Uh, they came back. You know, Calvary had a 13 point lead at, at one point in the game, and and give Cross Lanes Christian a lot of credit. They came back and uh, had tournament MVP Brendan Jeffrey, who scored 22 in the championship game, to uh, to knock off the the Patriots of Calvary Baptist Academy and win the boys' title. Brian, we've certainly enjoyed following Calvary Baptist through your reports all season long, and I mean, just got to give kudos when you think about the competition at that tournament alone last week to have both your, the boys and the girls teams from Calvary Baptist make championship game. Yeah, Billy, and, and, and you know, it's funny because we had not played real well. Uh, we were upset that Monday night by New Life Christian Academy in Somersville, and, you know, we weren't real sure how we were going to play. And then, you know, we beat Victory uh, Christian School 89-19, to beat them by 70, and beat Wood County by 26. Wood County ended up winning third, taking third place in that tournament. Um, and so we, we felt confident. And, uh, again, I take my hat off to, to Cross Lanes Christian School. They adjusted during a game, as good teams are supposed to do, Bill, as you well know. And and our kids were extremely dejected and and. I had to take my my statistician uh, broadcaster hat off for a minute and be a dad as I had to hug my my senior son who, who saw his his last game uh, at Calvary Baptist Academy. But uh, but you know our kids played hard. They had nothing to be ashamed of, and and that's what Coach David Spencer told him in the locker room. Look, you know teams really good teams as you guys both know make adjustments, and and that's what Cross Lanes Christian did. So. Uh, we finished 18 and 10, Bill, and and uh, uh, got a good group of kids coming back next year. So uh, we're looking forward to it. But uh, unfortunately, it's on to baseball for us. So you know, uh, you can't dwell on that too long. You got to put that behind you. We, I'll tell you guys real quick. We've got a combined team: uh, Taze Valley Christian School and Calvary Baptist Academy combined uh, the baseball team. So. Uh, that's, that's kind of a neat thing to see schools working together to, to be able to field a competitive baseball team. I just got one quick question for you, Brian, before we let you yeah, go. Joe. Was there any uh, – did the officiating have anything to do with the basketball game last week? <laughs> he knows where I'm going with this. <laughs> wow, what a what a yeah. uh, what a loaded question. I heard you had you know, a gentleman Joe, by the name of Bo Anderson the up there. The resident referee, yes. Well, you know, I I got to I got to admit something to you. I, it took me about a half to 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 jog my memory, and 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 uh, you know, of course, Bo sat in with us for two full hours. How could I not remember? You know, Bo <laughs> a being face there? like that. Yeah. And it took me a half. It literally took me a half, Joe, <laughs> to to go. Hey, Bo, you know, it's it's good to see you. But Bo did a great job. Their crew did a really good job, and and again. Uh, we were blessed to have some really good officiating, and, and Bo and his crew were up there. And uh, yeah, I, I, you know, the older I get, Joe and Bill, the the uh, the mind kind of comes and goes. You know, <laughs> I totally. He's actually in studio with us tonight. He said uh, he knew he kind of caught you off guard. Anyway, uh, Brian, thank you very much. Thank you for becoming a part of the Basketball Night Friday Night uh, family for sitting in with us, and and we look forward to having you back in studio real soon. 
Well, I'm looking forward to coming back in and eating. So that's that. That's what's on my mind. So, uh, <laughs> all right, Brian, you guys take care. We appreciate you guys having us on this. Yes, year. sir. Thanks a bunch. Yes, sir. Thank you, Brian Sexton, uh, the PA, uh, and whatever else needs to be done with that. Yeah. yeah, with that uh, Calvary Baptist uh, basketball team. Anyway, we're up against break number three here on Basketball Friday Night. Much more to come. As we approach uh, the end of the first hour, and two more to go. Basketball Friday Night West Virginia here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. There's no better place to be than right here. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Marshall sports journalism graduates learn transferable skills that score competitive careers. It is time for you to get in the game. Critical thinking, communication, and commitment to accuracy are desired skills in an expanding job market. Sports journalism and sports communications careers are some of the most coveted positions in the country. The Marshall University School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your journey. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Follow us on Twitter and we'll make sure to mention your name tonight at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup. A big shout out to some of the people following us tonight on Twitter. Kelly Padrick, Stephanie Fetty, Eric Brooks, Ethan Stallings, Eastern Panhandle Sports Report, William Arthur, Eric Bain, Zach Simpkins, Coach Walters, Jeff Harding. Wyoming East, Barstool, Pendleton Times, Travis Smith, Alicia McMillan, Rick Farlow, Shannon, Donica Early, Mark Riggleman, Mara, Luke, Appalachian Pop, Cam the Man, Terry Kennedy, Chris Saunders, Five Loaves Hoops, South Charleston High School, Tanya Merritt, Jaden Booker, Donovan Davis, Rick Ferris, Nancy Hahn, Tucker, Eric Hutchinson, Brooke Campbell, Stacy Taylor, Crystal 25275. Join us online and vote in this week's poll. You've gone till 1145 tonight and then we'll share the voting results with you. Last week, 53% of you said that coaches should not continue to seed the sectional tournaments. This week's question, do you support a four-class system for high school basketball in West Virginia? Give us a yes or no. Go to basketballnight.com and vote in this week's poll. You'll see the poll on the right-hand side of the page. This is High School Basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. Well, Bill Cornwell's here and Joe Linville's yeah. here, but we're still uh, looking for Ron Epling. He's I'm calling, MIA. I'm calling the state police. I, I, I'm worried You've got about some him. buddies over there, don't you? I do. I, I do. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, I, I, I worry about him. But, no, I'm sure he's on his <laughs> way and uh, – there, there's probably a big traffic jam in between here and there or something. I don't no, knowing him, there's probably a traffic jam at a, at a drive through window somewhere. <laughs> anyway, uh, on our commercial break, if you're watching on our, in one of our video feeds, there's a lot of pictures we have up there. And we want you to su- uh, submit your pictures of your teams uh, on Basketball Friday Night, and you can do that uh, by emailing them to us at scores at basketballnight.com. Uh, you can send them through Twitter at hoops underscore roundup. And, uh, you know, we want to see your team on there. Actually, you can even submit them through our Facebook page We as love well. to share them. Exactly. I, I enjoy just, you know, looking at uh, different teams across the state, action pictures, team pictures, uh, 
crowd shots, just something maybe a little unusual. I, I even like gym shots. I, I like to see like what's on the wall at a gym and maybe a nice paint job or decorating job. You yeah, know. we had one there a, a few weeks ago. I, I don't think that was in West Virginia. It, it was the Gators. It was the Gators. <laughs> it was pretty cool looking gym. It was. Though. Anyway, let's uh, go right back to the phone lines and join us now uh, from the Bluefield Beavers, uh, Tony Webster Sr. And, uh, Coach, you guys uh, had a big win tonight over Princeton. Yes, sir, we did. Had a had a big win. It was senior night and uh, had a big crowd. And uh, we started real sluggish in the first half, but uh, came and turned it around a little bit more better. I played a lot better in the second half. I uh, see you guys outscored Princeton 33-13 in the third quarter. That's almost unheard of. <laughs> well, we picked it up a little bit. We just did, we was a little stagnant coming in the first uh, first half, first two quarters, and our, our press wasn't turning them over, and we wasn't getting up and down the floor, and it was senior night. It was a lot of emotions going on. And in the second half, I think we settled down and started doing the things that we like doing, and that's pressing and getting up and down the floor. Coach uh, Bluefield, sixteen and two uh, at this point in the season. You guys must be excited as you roll into sectional play next week. Well, yes, we, yes, we are, but we we can't get too excited. We go to Capital tomorrow. We, it was a game that was postponed, so we're going to Charleston tomorrow, which I think would be a good game for us to get ready for the tournament. So we've got an early, <laughs> we got a uh, one thirty game with Capital up in Charleston. So it's not just a quick turnaround and get ready to get that one done, and then we will get ready for sectional play come the, come Tuesday. You guys playing up triple-A teams, uh, even though you're a di- – I always say that Bluefield's uh, a, a double-A player, but basically a triple-A team, it's a double-A team. So you, you guys play enough of these triple-A teams. Uh, there, there's no really uh, intimidation going up uh, one, one class. Uh, obviously, you played a triple-A team tonight in Princeton. Right, yeah, we play. We like playing basketball. I mean, basketball to me is basketball. You know, we – we try to play a pretty good uh, schedule that, that gets us prepared for the, the postseason, and uh, that's the reason we try to beat that schedule up as much as we can, and we try to play the many AAA teams or whatever comes our way. So, uh, like I said, we don't look at it being a AAA, single-A, or double-A. We look at it all being basketball. Uh, Coach, uh, you know, we wish you the best tomorrow, and again, uh, the best next week. i tell you what, the, these Beavers are rolling right along. Uh, uh, tell us a little bit about your team there, and, and, and of course, we know the, the season, uh, you know, kind of hit a, a roadblock there a month or so ago, but then, you know, these guys have rallied and, and rebounded and just keep plugging right along, picking up those wins. Yeah, we, we, we've been pretty balanced with our scoring. We, uh, you know, we have Braden Cruz, he, he's, our, he's one of our our main leaders and our and our go-to guy. He's our point guard. Then you got Ronnell Blevins, which is coming. He's playing real good ball right now. And then you know we have Sean Martin, which is also our big our big that is you know he is really coming around right now. He's making uh, people adjust their shots. He's protecting the rim and he's he's really playing hard. So uh, and, and we have a lot of role players too. But we our kids understand that uh, you know our goal every year is to win our section, win our regional, and, and hopefully get back to Charleston. You know, I kind of hate to bring this up, uh, but, you know, you lost your son there uh, a few weeks ago. But, man, I tell you what, the community in the state has just rallied around you guys over this. Yeah, I can't say no, enough about that. You know, uh, you know, I lost, we lost a, a great man. That was my son. That was my best friend. And uh, it, is, it has been a big loss. But these, the, the community, the state of West Virginia, Virginia, everyone, it's just been an outpour. And I couldn't ask for anything better. He was a great young man, and uh, he's very well remembered. Uh, and I just, you know, it's, uh, he's he's with the, the man above, and I know he's shining down on us now. 
what what does that mean to you as a father with you know just just the way everybody rallied around you guys during that you know really tough time well, it means a lot it means it means like i said he was a great kid he, he's a football player he 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 just he was around these kids these kids that are playing now they've been playing together since they were on my we had a travel team called the west virginia ice and these kids have been playing together since they've been about the second or third grade, and he was a part of that travel team. This is the first year he actually didn't play basketball because he was getting ready for his football season. But uh, it's been overwhelming. I mean, the, the state has been un- unwell. I mean, they've really poured out their hearts to us. They've prayed for us. Even the, the governor, he's, he's done everything. I, I, I can't say enough about this great state, what they've done for me and my family. Uh, Coach, we got about a minute left. Real quick, uh, you know, this team, as you roll into sectionals next week, do you feel like the Bluefield's playing their best, best basketball so far this season? I really do. I, I think that, you know, not the first half of the season, that first half wasn't very good, but we ended up really well. We played Oak Hill really well. I thought we played well. We played Shady really well. And, and I really do think we're peaking at the right time. We got some kids that are, that are really understanding their role. We got, you know, I think Sean. Uh, our big guy in the middle, he's he's coming along a lot better, and, and we got some kids that really understand and are shooting the ball better. But like I said, you want to be playing your best ball here in the February first of March to have a chance to, to you know to compete for a state championship. Bluefield knocks off Princeton tonight, seventy five fifty four. They have one regular season game left uh, tomorrow in Charleston, and then it's on to sectional play. Coach uh, Tony Webster, senior, thank you very much for joining us, and and we wish you guys the best. And I'm sure we'll be talking to you again before the season's out. I appreciate you having me, sir. Thank you. All right. Tony Webster, uh, senior assistant uh, coach there with the Bluefield uh, Beavers boys team. And I tell you what, those guys are just, even though the, the tragedy of losing your son, they, you know, they've just rallied and, they and ready, you know, ready to get move on and, uh, and to play some basketball. They, they have rallied around it, and they sort of used the story of little Tony as, as an inspiration. The kid was uh, an unbelievable, always had a smile on his face, and uh, uh well-loved and uh, well-remembered. Coming up after the top of the hour, Scott Cousins, the head coach of the Parkersburg girls team, and we'll have much more on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. Every Friday night from 9 to midnight, we're the home for high school basketball in the Mountain State. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Special thanks tonight to all of our affiliates, including 1360 AM, 97.1 FM, WHJC Megwan, 105 KQV, WKQV Cowan, 105.5 FM, and heard in Braxton County on 106.9 FM, 103.7 Jack FM, WQWV and Fisher, The Valley's Watchdog, 1600 AM, W. KKX Wheeling, 1370 AM, WVLY Moundsville, Jackson County's home for Southern Gospel, Singing News Radio, 92.5 FM, WTHMLP, Ravenswood, Ripley, Knights Radio, 91.5 FM, WRSG, Middleburn, Talk Radio, WRNR, Martinsburg, 740 AM, 106.5 FM, Classic Hits, 106, WHFI, Linside, 106.7 FM, 95, The Sports Fox, WBES, Charleston, 950 AM, the Voice of the Coalfields, 101.9 FM and 1290 AM, WVOW and Logan. Light Rock 93R, WRRR St. Mary's, 93.9 FM. The Ticket, 102.3 FM, WMTD and Hinton. The Greatest Oldies of All Time, 98.5 FM and 101.5 FM, WQAZLP, Edmund Beckley. Tune for You, Yap Radio, 101.7 FM, WYAPLP Clay, 104.5 FM, WASPLP Huntington. 
Bradenton, 101.1 FM WVWPLP Wayne, 90.7 FM WFGH Fort Gay, and Marshall University's flagship station, The Cutting Edge, 88.1 FM WMUL in Huntington. Cable subscribers can find Basketball Friday Night in the Huntington region on Comcast Channel 25 at Armstrong Digital Channel 204. Streaming online high-definition video can be found on our website, basketballnight.com, or our Facebook page, and we're on Periscope. proud supporter of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, the Dr. Carter G. Woodson Lyceum honors the father of black history and proudly serves as a forum for issues of importance to Marshall University in the tri-state area. Please visit www.marshall.edu slash Woodson Lyceum. That's all one word, Woodson Lyceum, W-O-O-D-S-O-N-L-Y-C-E-U-M. Educators will find information about our Summer Institute for West Virginia Teachers, and students will learn about a summer workshop for them, all at www.marshall.edu slash woodsonlyceum. The Lyceum was founded in 2016 by the Drinko Academy and the School of Journalism and Mass Communications. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. To join tonight's program, call 855-78-HOOPS. That's 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup for all the scores all the time. And visit BasketballNight.com for a comprehensive look at schedules and standings for every team in the state. Stay tuned. Another hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia begins right now. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Joe Linville, Bill Cornwell, and look Ron Epling. Look who the cat dragged and This in. cat is smiling from ear to ear. His, yeah. his uh, wagons got circled up tonight, and uh, the, the Wayne Pioneer girls picked up a big win. And uh, he had to stick around and enjoy the, the, the taste and the thrill of victory a little bit, you know, right? Guys, that is the second girls basketball sectional championship in Wayne High School history. Uh, the first was last year. If you'll recall, last year I stayed around a little bit, enjoyed that one, and I got to enjoy watching uh, the girls cut down the nets again this year. I, I can't blame you. you know, if my team won, I'd be wanting to be there to celebrate. And, you know, you're, you're a part of the team. I mean, you know. So. I don't know about that. They're hey, better than I was. Hey, you're, the, they all, you're, you're the sixth man. I mean, you know, <laughs> when, you're, when you're behind that microphone on the sideline, you're, you're, you're right there rooting them on, you know. Hey, um, in a professional manner. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. You, but, yes, uh, guys, I mean, thank goodness the fire marshal wasn't there tonight because he wouldn't have been pleased with oh. the uh, – Well, we heard there might have been a bus or two come from uh, Sissonville. There, there was an excellent crowd from Sissonville. They made a nice trip, uh, had, had good support there for, at that game, and uh, I was surprised by the margin. And uh, But if you were there, you would understand that Sissonville was down – 10 to 15 in the fourth quarter and just kind of yeah. just played out the string. And Wayne got a few layups at the end to kind of stretch that out. But uh, Wayne led from start to finish, never right. trailed tonight. And uh, excellent win for the Lady Pioneers over a 20 and 4 Sissonville team and, that was rolling right and, along. And, and, and of course, what we talked about it in the last hour that the beauty of the system is it's not over. They can go and they can play next week against uh, Chapmanville and they, and they can punch yeah. a ticket to Charleston. Sissonville, Chapmanville, battle for the. Cardinal Conference Vils. Exactly. So and, and, and Logan and, and Wayne. Yeah, another uh, Cardinal Conference yeah, battle. And a rematch of last year's uh, 
opening round of the state tournament yep. between Wayne and Logan. So they, they, those two schools have become quite connected to each other in, in girls' basketball the last few years. You know, we'll talk much more about that. We'll get a full scoreboard update in a few minutes as well. I want to go uh, right now to Scott Cousins, the head coach of the Parkersburg Big Reds girls' basketball team. Uh, they played Parkersburg South tonight. And, Coach, I, w- I was given a, a, a number, a, a stat that just fascinated me. Yes, guys, I work even when I'm on the way here. Uh, you get that win, 105-49. to 49, But you had a 23-6 to six lead, six minutes left in the first? Is that- yeah, we got off wow. to a pretty good start. <laughs> uh, 23 points in a little more than about two minutes? Uh, yes, yes. We, uh, I don't know what the shooting percentage was early, but someone told me, well, our stat guys told me after the game, we shot 68% from the field for the entire game. So uh, the girls were anxious to play, and, and we came out and, you know, rivalry game. And, and this was one of those games that just kind of snowballed on Parkersburg South. They're not that bad a team, but when, when, when we shoot the ball like we did and we were able to get some turnovers and get out in transition, it, it got out of hand kind of quick. And that was the first meeting this year that Maddie Mace played in for your ball club. And I know it's nice to have her back now that we get into the uh, key part of the season. Yeah, and, you know, she was big. She had she had 15 points in the first quarter. So she was a big part of that, that big run we had early. She was knocking down shots from NBA range and getting offensive rebounds and putbacks. It was just it was a really good sign to see her back playing the way we know she can play. 22-1 and one on the season. You won the Class AAA state championship a year ago in a spectacular game with Buchanan Upshur. What a, what a game that was. But uh, just tell me a little bit about um, having, you know, going from the hunter to the hunted this year. Yeah, it's been a little different. You know, we tried, like most coaches, we tried to get as tough a schedule as we could find to get us ready for this part of the season. But the kids came back. It's kind of hard to describe they came back with such a, a confidence about them last year i felt like they were there was a lot of pressure on them to do well and it's like hey we got ours let's just go play now and have fun and it's really i've seen that on the floor they just they love playing with each other they play together and uh and when we're knocking down shots we're a handful in this big win streak you've had coach uh one of those victims is the team you're going to play next week for a chance to go to charleston your uh, msac uh, rival Cabell Midland Knights, uh, they lost tonight to a, a suddenly hot Huntington team, but uh, you know they will. Uh, Coach Atkins's club will come up to uh, Parkersburg next week and give you a contest, although you're, uh, you played them one month ago exactly from tonight and beat them 64-47. But that score was little. The game was a lot closer than that. We kind of got away from them at the end. They, we went down there, played on the road. They played really well. We struggle in that gym for some reason, so I'm sure glad we're playing at home this year. Yeah, but uh, they they will be they will be ready. Uh, like I told the kids tonight, enjoy this, but it's one game. We're not, you know, Tuesday's the big game if we want to get back to Charleston. Uh, and tonight was just to be able to host it at home. But I know he'll he's done a good job. They've they've played us better each time they've played us. So I look for a much better game, and, and the kids better be ready for a war Tuesday. Parkersburg will host Cabell Midland for an opportunity to go back to Charleston to now the Coliseum and Convention Center. That's, that's going to take forever to get used to saying. Uh, for the state tournament, uh, Coach Scott Cousins of the Parkersburg Big Reds, thanks so much for joining us, and congratulations on your sectional championship. Thank you very much.
All right, again, that's Coach Scott Cousins of Parkersburg. And, guys, our next caller that we're going to go to, we'll give just a second here to set this up, uh, is someone who we talk about the adversity that teams face, be it through an injury, be it through illness, things that you can't necessarily account for, although you can – with injury and illness, you, you realize over the grind of a season that can happen. You're probably going to have a game or two where you're not going to be at full strength. You cannot account for what took place uh, with, with, this, with this coach. Kyle Triggs of Martinsburg, the uh, girls basketball coach of the Bulldogs, they were involved in that uh, charter bus crash that was, I believe, now about three weeks ago uh, in Beckley after the Big Atlantic Classic. And uh, I'll tell you, there are a lot, of, a lot of prayers went up throughout the state of West Virginia and the surrounding region. They got back on the court, didn't play well their first game back out, lost, but... They won the last three, man. I'll tell you what. There you go. They're, they're playing well right now. Kyle Triggs joins us now. Coach, welcome to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. How you doing, guys? Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. And, you know, before we get into what's going on right now with your team, I got to say, it's just great to be able to talk with you. Uh, this was, this was I, I can't imagine what you guys went through because this was scary to just kind of follow from a distance. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, uh, for me, definitely, and my staff, um, you know, the way we, we kind of travel, um, we have a charter company that we use, and um, we were behind the, the bus when it uh, crashed, um, once we were getting on 64 there and um you know it's a an image um it's a feeling that uh will not you know be out of my uh, my mind for a while um you know the uh when the bus went around the curve there it kind of just took off and it, i was the first one to it and it was uh dead silent um, for about 20 seconds so it was an eerie feeling and um you know to have everybody walk away and and just a couple minor injuries um, was something that we're very grateful for. Coach, let's get back to your your season. You started off with two losses, but I tell you what, you guys have had a, a heck of a run, seventeen and five. Just kind of walk us through your season. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, the, the crazy thing is, um, and we're not making any excuses, but we've only had a full healthy roster for three weeks. Um, you know, we got beat by, I think, arguably the best team in the state, Huntington St. Joe. I mean, they're really good. You know, uh, Fairmont Senior is always good, and they beat us last year twice, you know, the first two games, and they beat us this year pretty handily, and then um, you know, we were able to rattle off some wins and, and play and blew a lead at Morgantown before Christmas, and then you know, um, lost to Morgantown at home by one, and then you lose the, to um uh, Greenbrier East down there, that was a pretty good game. And then, um, you know, so we tried to challenge ourselves playing the best teams in the state. And, um, you know, a couple possessions here or there, we could be setting at 18 and 2 or, you know, 17 and 3. Um, so we're happy with where we're at right now. Coach, how do you feel like uh, as, you, as you go into sectional play and then uh, do you feel like your, your team is peaking at this point? Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, we were dealt with a little, little bit of adversity, but, um, you know, we were unable to play five on five until we played Musselman, um, that first game back due to injuries and concussion protocol. Um, but as we've, 
gone through each game um, here the last three. We, we, I think we're starting to, to get our conditioning back. We're starting to get our flow back. Um, and, you know, um, I'm, I'm thinking that we're, we're starting to get back to where we were prior to the accident. And that's all you can ask at this time of the year is to, you know, have the kids all clicking on the same page. And um, I think with each game, we're getting back to where we were prior to the accident. And, Coach, correct me if I'm wrong here now, but uh, you will play host to Jefferson in the mm-hmm. state play-in game, we'll call it. It's a regional co-championship next week. And that's a team you just beat a little bit less than a week ago, 42-37. Uh, that sounds like it could be another very tight ball game. Yeah, I mean, um, we Jefferson twice. Um, we beat them pretty, I think, by 30 um, at their place um, early in January. Uh, we played them last, well, two Saturdays ago or last Saturday. Um, that was our senior day. It was an early start. Um, I think the game tipped at 11 because Morgantown boys and Marshburg boys were scheduled to play, but then that got moved. And we're not making any excuses at all, but, um, you know, we, we were very uncharacteristic in what we did. Um you know, and, and the biggest thing for our kids is they've just been wanting to get back to a normal sense to everything, normal days of practice, normal game times. Um, but, you know, it's it's a rivalry game. Jefferson, you know, is very good. Um, they're a young team. Um, so we'll have our, our hands full uh, and our kids. Um, I was listening to the coach from Parkersburg. You know, it's, it's you tell your kids all the time, you got to celebrate this. But, you know, the game that matters is Tuesday because – Sectional championship doesn't mean anything if you can't if you can't win the region championship and give yourself an opportunity to get back to Charles. Martinsburg and Jefferson meeting Tuesday night in Martinsburg girls basketball for an opportunity to play for uh, to go to the state tournament. Kyle Triggs, head coach of the Bulldogs, again, thanks so much for joining us tonight and uh, our, our continued thoughts and prayers for you guys. I know that just because that's been three weeks ago and wounds are starting to heal, that's there's still there's still ways to go. Yeah, and, and I can't, you know, the state has been tremendous. Governor Justice was great. We've got outreach from people that probably have never even seen us play. Uh, but uh, the state of West Virginia was really behind us, and uh, we appreciate everybody for their uh, prayers and support. Kyle Triggs, head coach of the Martinsburg girls basketball team. We're going to have to step aside and take a break. When we come back, our standout athlete of the week. We'll have that. We might even get you a scoreboard update. At the quarter of the hour. How about that? That'll be a first, right? <laughs> hey, I'm always, you know, always up to, to trying new things with this program. We'll do that when we come back. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. Streaming video live from the studios at Marshall University. Visit BasketballNight.com for video, audio, and the Basketball Friday Night scoreboard. Marshall University sports journalism major offers students the opportunity to develop skills in the exciting areas of print, public relations, or broadcasting. Our curriculum features terrific skill-based courses and prioritizes hands-on experiences that not only expose the students' work to the public, but also to sports journalism professionals who are often willing to provide crucial feedback. 
Sparsal Sports Journalism majors cover our 15 varsity teams in any media format, including text, online, photo, radio, or video. Hands-on, real-life experiences come through Marshall's student-powered media, the Parthenon, WMUL Radio, and MUTV, as well as communications campaigns and off-campus internships. The Marshall University School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your sports journalism career. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. There's many places to listen and watch Basketball Friday Night. We're on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State. Just click our affiliates page for the station nearest you. You can also watch our high-definition video on YouTube. Go to basketballnight.com. Just click to watch. We're also on Facebook Live and Periscope. Follow us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup. At hoops underscore roundup. In the Huntington area, we're on Comcast Channel 25 and Armstrong Digital Channel 204. Make sure to send pictures of your game, your team, and your fans so we can feature them in our video stream. Send your pics to us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup. At hoops underscore roundup. Celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State, you're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. 1017 on this basketball Friday night in West Virginia. My, if you're watching the video feed, do not try to balance your screen out. We've done the best <laughs> we can here. We've got a four-man setup right now. Ryan Epling alongside Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville. And Andrew Rogers joins us now on set. Andrew, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thanks for having us. He's our special correspondent. And this week's standout athlete of the week is Levi Carrico of Clay Battelle and um, Andrew, I know you had a chance to, to kind of learn more about Levi throughout the course of this week. And this is a young man who is on a basketball team that doesn't have any seniors. Yeah, it's rare to see a team without any seniors. And Levi really gained a lot of experience last year as a sophomore when they only had one senior. So he's been playing a lot of basketball and has gained a lot of experience from his brother, too, that played with Clay Battelle. So he's really had a lot of experience experience overall so one senior over the course of two years in that basketball program that's 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 just that's, unheard of that's a class single a program that's difficult is, yeah that's very difficult and uh he, he's a young man too andrew that um he tries to help his team be better by helping his teammates become better yeah he really takes the initiative in the summer to get the guys together he'll bring him over to his house you know get together play some basketball even at clay Patel gym too but also he volunteers outside of the classroom with his school, but also with Ruby Memorial Hospital. He's got over 300 hours, and that's pretty incredible, you know, to volunteer that. Also get your players in practice a lot, too. One thing we always talk about with our standout athletes of the week is the ability to balance time and time management skills. And obviously that's something he has to do in abundance in terms of being a good basketball player and finding time to volunteer that much time. Yeah, I mean, he's balanced it pretty well, you know, keep that 4.0 GPA, but also volunteer a lot and get – his guys together get ready for the season. Absolutely, and it prepares you for college, too, because you've got to balance time in college, and you are the only one responsible for yourself when it comes to college. So there you go. Uh, Andrew, talk more with this week's, or learn more about this week's Standout Athlete of the Week, Levi Carrico of Clay Battelle High School. Sometimes responsibility is thrust upon you. Working hard and setting a good example allows others to follow in one's footsteps. 
This week's Down Athlete of the Week is a player who has had to become a leader earlier than he expected. Clay Battelle CB's junior guard Levi Carrico is averaging approximately 17 points per game to go along with 9 rebounds and 8 assists. Carrico has been an integral part of the team thus far this season, and with no seniors on the Clay Battelle boys basketball roster, he wants to share the leadership role among the other juniors on his team. With me, like I keep telling my friends who are juniors also, like, they got to try to lead, but they also got to keep their heads up. So I'm kind of doing both things, but I try to get like all my teammates just to I try to get everybody to try to lead and just work together as a team. Carico's head coach Josh Kisner says he is witnessing quality team basketball during the team's most recent stretch, thanks in most part to Carico and his fellow juniors stepping up as role models for their teammates. Levi Levi has a good supporting cast. He's a good team basketball player. Um, you know, right now we we got a very young team, but there's three or four guys that they work very well together. Um, you know, there's there's nobody ahead of them, and this being this, this late in the season, uh, they just kind of accepted that. You know, we're the we're the oldest here. Uh, we want to lead by example, and uh, you know, over the last eight or ten games, we've been playing extremely well team basketball, having you know anywhere from eighteen to twenty three assists per game. When Carico isn't setting an example for his team on the floor, he continues setting examples in many other facets of his busy life. During the fall, he plays football, and during the spring, he plays baseball. Because of his mannerism, he is often called upon by faculty during school to be a student volunteer. He is also heavily involved with National Honor Society and Student Council. Carico is always found helping out around his school. Well, we had to move tables at our elementary school one day, so they called upon the boys and Honor Society to go help with that. So we have homeroom, and two people out of that homeroom go to student council and like plan things for our high school to do. So sometimes I like make posters for events that we're gonna do and help sell tickets to like profit for our class and stuff for them. In addition, he encourages his teammates to spend time with students at Mason Dixon Elementary School. He says it is a great opportunity to be able to read and talk with the younger kids. Like with being a leader and stuff, you, you get these kids to come and watch your games and think you're real cool. It's just like us and NBA players. We wish we could see them. So I guess. We're like, those kids can look up to us, and they, we, we get to go and meet them and redo them, and they have a really good day when we do that. So it just makes me happy to see them smile. Carico's leadership extends past the school day and into his community. He volunteers at Ruby Memorial Hospital in the Mon Valley District United Methodist Church Camp. With Carico gaining plenty of experience on and off the court, he will be vital to his team's success not only for the remainder of this season, but also next year when Clay Battelle will have higher expectations because it returns its whole entire team. For Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, I'm Special Correspondent Andrew Rogers. Thank you very much, Andrew. Good to learn about our Standout Athlete of the Week. And again, you can nominate a Standout Athlete of the Week by going to basketballnight.com. Um, just follow the instructions. That website is uh, easy to navigate. We it's, thank uh, Marcus Constantino. It's user-friendly. Yes, it is. And, all, and, and everybody who puts in all the hours of work to make that possible. Another impressive young man. I, I'm just, uh, you know, we talked about it, just the, how these guys uh, can, can find the time. Basketball, I mean, and, I mean, he's fully committed to basketball. We talked about getting his teammates together during the summer, then finding time to go to Ruby Memorial Hospital, and, and what great experience for him. He Maybe he's interested in a medical career, but again, that's a good place to go as far as uh, getting some volunteer hours. And he's involved with his church as well, as was mentioned there at the end of the story. But not just a few hours, 300, 300. Community, community service hours. That's that amazing. is unheard of for a high school student. Yeah.
That's that's a college level internship yes. right there <laughs> that can take months to succeed exactly. with yeah. uh, or to fulfill, I should say. Uh, we're going to go to the head coach of the Frankfurt boys basketball team in just a moment to Scott Slider. But first, before that, it's time for another check of the Marshall University Sports Journalism BasketballNight.com scoreboard. You're looking for scores, look no more. Head to BasketballNight.com. Joe, you have the girls' scores. All right, lots of uh, sectional tournament games going on across the state. And Region 1, Section 1, and AAA, it was Wheeling Park over John Marshall tonight by a score of 54 to 40. In uh, Region 2, Section 1, Martinsburg, big winners tonight over Spring Mills, 53-35. Also in AAA, Region 3, Section 1, it was South Charleston over the Lady Patriots of George Washington, 66-56. to In a game we've talked a lot about tonight, it was the Parkersburg Big Reds knocking off Parkersburg South, 105-49. to That is in Region 4, Section 1 in AAA. Region 4, Section 2. Huntington, the Lady Highlanders pick up a win tonight over Cabell Midland, 54-34. Region 4, Section 2 champions is Fairmont Senior. They knock off North Marion, 47-29. And a close one in the the middle of the state. Region 2, Section 2 in Class AA. It was Nicholas County knocking off Braxton County, 48-45. And a score we're still showing at the half. The Lady Beavers of Bluefield leads Pikeview 30-29. That score is from the half. In Region uh, 4, Section 1, Class AA, the Lady Pioneers of Wayne picked up a big win tonight, knocking off Sissonville 72-47. Down on Minor Mountain at Mingo Central High School, it was the Lady Tigers of Chapmanville knocking off Logan 52-40. Wheeling Central on a buzzer beater by Marissa Horan knocked off Madonna tonight, 48-46. Also in Class Single A, it was uh, Tyler Consolidating falling to Magnolia in that Region 1 Section 2 AA game, or Single A game rather, 65-42. Midland Trail came out victorious tonight with a win over Pocahontas County, 63-50. It was Summers County. Picking up a win tonight by beating Montcalm 50-33. And winners play uh, that regional championship uh, tomorrow. It was Parkersburg Catholic knocking off Williamstown tonight 64-60. That score a final. And Huntington St. Joe knocked off Tug Valley tonight by a score of 81-43, and that's a look at the girls' scores from across the state of West Virginia. Bill, you have the boys' scores. Well, we're going to start off with a couple of boys' sectional games tonight down the southern part of the state. First off, in Region 3, Section 1, it was Independence knocking off Liberty Raleigh 49-43, and the Patriots will play Oak Hill on Monday night. And uh, that other uh, sectional is in Region 3, Section 2, and it was Pikeview knocking off Riverview 77-65. to And Pikeview will play Bluefield next week. Regular season games tonight. Hurricane knocks off Wheeling Park 60-50. It was Kaiser losing to Fort Hill, Maryland. Actually, or Frankfort, that is, 56-54. Fort Hill, Maryland played University. And the University Skyhawks beat Fort Hill by a score of 96 
to 64. It was Hedgesville over Washington, 58 to 28. Martinsburg, they run the table undefeated. They beat Jefferson tonight, 62 to 28. And it was Bluefield over in county rival Princeton, 75 54. Thank you very much, Bill. And, you know, we got to say that one of the places that is celebrating tonight, we'll, we'll go back to the phones in just a moment. They're celebrating in Heiko. The Heiko Psychos reaching out to us <laughs> tonight after Midland Trail goes on the road and defeats Pocahontas County in the sectional championship game 63-50. to 50. So that's a one. That's a nice little trip. Yeah. Any time of year, let alone Any time. You know, I, and I'm just curious, you know, there's a lot of sickness going around. Uh, a middle school game this week, uh, the conference championship got bumped from Tuesday night to actually to tonight uh, because of the flu going around. At Madison yeah. Middle yesterday, they had 140 students out, plus there was a bunch of students that signed out through the day. So yeah. there's a lot of uh, flu bug going around yeah, a lot uh, as of, well. Yeah, a lot of illness in the region. And matter of fact, here in the greater Huntington area, some of our uh, neighboring counties in uh, northeast Kentucky – they uh, canceled school uh, about the last three days of the week because of flu. It's a two-hour-plus trip one way from Heiko to Dunmore oh my. in Pocahontas County. Oh, my. That it's includes- a scenic, but if it's during the day. Uh, in the day, <laughs> not at night. Hey, it includes a, a trip up Route 19. It does. That's a nice little four-lane road to Summersville, and then that's the end of the four-lane road. <laughs> and <laughs> you take 39 over through Marlinton. Yeah, and right up to uh, across uh, County High School, yeah, across Kenison Mountain, and you know yeah, you're just a little south of Snowshoe. I'm gonna say it's a good excuse to go ski at Snowshoe. There you go, make a full weekend out of that event, right? Yep. And you know we we've got a whole lot still to talk about. We're gonna step aside though right now, take a break, kind of gather ourselves back up. We're halfway through another program. Of course, I've only been here a half hour. They've been here the full hour and a half so far. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. It's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Does showing up for work at a ballpark or an arena sound good to you? A Marshall University sports journalism degree can get you there. Sports journalism at Marshall is serious and it's big business. Sports media and communications careers are some of the most competitive and marketable in the world. We'll prepare you to think critically, report accurately, and artfully tell the stories on and off the field or court. If this sounds like you, the Marshall School of Journalism is ready and eager to start your journey. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. We want you to become part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. Follow us on Twitter and we'll make sure to mention your name tonight at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup. Tweet us your team's scores and give us your comments on the game at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup. A big shout out to some of the people following us tonight on Twitter. Macy Stewart, Jason Slay, West Virginia Sports News, Jason O'Brien, Cameron White, Jay Hatfield, Dog Zone, Mark, Debbie Greskovich, Clyde Farley, Jake Adkins, Alex Crum, Sally Avero. Become part of the show. Go to our webpage, basketballnight.com. You can call, tweet, text, and email 
Join us on the phone tonight and share your team's game. Call toll-free 855-784-6677, 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter, at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup. Text the show, 304-249-4924. Text the show with your scores and comments, 304-249-4924. Go to our website, check out the scoreboard, and find out how you can connect with the show at basketballnight.com. date on your favorite teams check out basketballnight.com now back to basketball friday night in west virginia with bill cornwell joe linville and ryan epling 10 32 on this basketball friday night in west virginia first full friday night of sectional tournament play on the girls side which for the most part is wrapping up we know almost all of the regional matchups for next week there are 16 teams in each class will vie for eight spots in the state tournament, which begins in two weeks. Two weeks from day before yesterday. You know, two weeks from tonight will be semifinal Friday for the girls' uh, basketball. It's just uh, unbelievable how fast this season has, has just flown along. Uh, so we're just moving right along throughout the course of the postseason. Of course, boys, a couple sectional games got underway tonight. A few more tomorrow, and then they kick into full swing on Monday as well. So seasons are ending. Rapidly. It's, it's <laughs> We've it. got three more shows after tonight, I believe, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. That's right. it. That's it. And e- even beyond that, some schools are uh, – yeah, this, this is the end of the line for Fayetteville in basketball. Yep. And for – Valley. Valley Fayette. Valley Fayette. In basketball. But they're they're merging in with Oak Hill. Oak Hill, you know, had a heck of an athletic program, so it could be a you know a pretty tough power and, and team be, coming out of that part of the and state. And they'll be going back, I, I'm sure, to AAA, I guess. And yeah, but so, but next year I think they get to play the AA schedule. Okay, I'm gonna say eventually they'll get back up to AAA and they'll be competing with the Greenbrier East and the Woodrow Wilsons and the Princetons down in that part of the state. A great ball game tonight was played in the Battle of Mineral County. Boys basketball, Frankfurt defeated Kaiser in overtime, 56-54. Scott Slider is the head coach of the Falcons. He joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And, Coach, how are you feeling after that game? Feel pretty good. Thank you very much for calling. <laughs> uh, your ball club picks up the, a big win as we start into sectional tournament play. Uh, just tell me about how momentum can play a big part for your ball club and how this win uh, can really kind of carry you on forward. Well, like you said, momentum is, is, a, is a big factor when it comes to basketball. and We're carrying some pretty good momentum right now going into sectional play next week. Uh, this win over Kaiser, not only just a, a sectional opponent, but also uh, our county rival was, was pretty big. It was a senior night as well, and so there was a little bit of emotions going on there. But uh, momentum definitely is, is sticking with us as we head into sectional tournament play. And just talking about that Mineral County rivalry, uh, back on December 21st, you go to Kaiser, you win by one. Tonight, you play uh, in, your, in your gym and you win in overtime by two. I mean, I can't imagine a, a rivalry game being any closer than that. 
You're right. Now, the game at Kaiser, it was a one-point finish, but we were up four with 3.5 to go, and we actually stood still and let them shoot a three to score, um, you know, knowing that time was going to run out and we already had sealed the win. Um, but, you know, they came to us tonight ready to play. Uh, Coach Haynes does an excellent job with, with his players at Kaiser, has them always ready to play against their county rivals. Uh, they do an excellent job against us. They, they played really strong defense. They changed a little defensive scheme against us this evening, took us a little bit off guard, caught us. You know, we weren't ready for it as well. Um, but we made some adjustments. We were able to, to carry lead into the halftime, but, you know, they, they came right back and tied it up. We went into the fourth quarter, tied up, and then we finished the regular um, regular part of the game, tied up at 51, and then was able to pull out the win with with uh, 54, or excuse me, 56-54. Coach, I would think you would be happy with the, the overall uh, this season as well. You finish up, what, 16-4? and four, And I tell you what, you've played some pretty tough opponents uh, this season. Yes, we have. I mean, we're really, really happy with our season. We're happy with the way our players are playing, playing well together. Um, and like you said, we've played some tough opponents. Our four losses that we have, three of them were against very, very high-quality opponents. Um, the fourth loss that we had was one caught us on the wrong night, and that happens sometimes. But, uh, you know, here we are, 16-4 and four right now, headed into the playoffs, and we feel pretty good about our position right now. Frankfurt will be sitting and waiting on its opponent uh, in, in sectional tournament play coming up uh, next week. Coach Slider, thanks so much for joining us. I know you're going to enjoy that victory tonight and be right back at it uh, tomorrow. You don't have much time to really enjoy it. Nope. Get a little bit of practice in tomorrow and get starting to look ahead and see who it is that we're going to end up playing on uh, Wednesday of next week. All right. Thanks so much. That's Scott Slider, head coach of the Frankfurt Falcons. And, I mean, Bill, rivalry games yeah. mean so much, especially within county rivalries. I think that, for some reason, inter-county rivalries mean more than the even cross-border rivalries yeah. do. Yeah, and, they, of course, they have an interesting schedule because – and of course, it's a lot of it's driven by geography. About half their their schedules against Maryland teams. I mean, it's almost like they could compete in the Maryland SSAC. Have you been to Short Gap? Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, oh, I know. It's out there. And, 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 the, and the last team they played, Bishop Walsh, is a good Catholic school. It is very much of a Maryland, I guess you could say, uh, equivalent to Huntington St. Joe as far as a parochial school that is is, is top notch as far as uh, basketball talent. It's been very good. You know, speaking of uh, basketball talent, if you look through the history of Wayne High School girls basketball, you will see that four girls have scored 1,000 points. The first was Kara Morris. She is now Kara Morris Adkins. Kara Morris Adkins. The second was Jamie Adkins. The third was Ariel Ariel Adkins. Adkins. (laughs) Now, let me clear this up. These are not sisters to this point. no. But the fourth member, who just joined a week ago, is Lakin Atkins. She reached 1,000 points uh, last week, and she is a member of that Wayne High School girls basketball Region 4 Section 1 championship team. She joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And Lakin, sometimes uh, the last name, you kind of carry it around with you a little bit. I know you're saddled with your dad. I joke about her dad all the time. He's a good friend of mine, Charlie. But... Um, 
you know, growing up in a competitive environment, not only on the court but at home with your sister, I have to imagine that uh, that has helped you, especially now that you kind of have to play without her. She's now a freshman at Marshall. Yes, it's really it's something to look up to, though. I get to experience a lot with her, and not having her has been weird, but she's always there to support me. She's always right there on the front row, and uh, I mean, like t- tonight, uh, you get to you get to cut down the net. That doesn't happen at Wayne very often. This is, you know, to my knowledge, the third or maybe fourth net cutting in school history, and you've been a part of three of them now. Yeah, we last year we did it, and I think. Some people doubted us because we lost a lot of good seniors, and we got to prove ourselves once again. Lakin Coach Wade Williamson has just built an outstanding program out there, and most people around the state, when they think of Wayne, they think of the football program, then they think of the baseball program. But I know your fan base, and, and, and I know Ryan gives us the stories. I mean, your fan base out there just keeps growing and growing, and the folks at Wayne expect you guys to win and to win big, they, they have high expectations right now with Pioneer Girls Basketball. Yeah, most everybody at Wayne always thinks of the football team, but now I think the girls' basketball program is getting out there more. We're showing them what we're capable of. Hey, Lakin, you, when you scored those 1,000 points, when, when you made that basket, what kind of – feeling just rushed through you I mean how exciting was it it's very exciting to see the environment of the whole entire gym tonight we love it and our team I think we feed off of it so it really gets us going and pushes us you actually answered my next question I was going to ask you what the feeling you have when you kind of come out come out of the locker room and you know, there aren't any seats available, and there are people standing around the edge, and thankfully the fire marshal didn't run anybody off. But, uh, you know, standing room only there tonight and, and an environment where they were mostly behind you. Sissonville brought a good crowd too. But uh, you beat a very good basketball team tonight going away. 19 points, 13 rebounds in that game tonight. Second straight game with 13 rebounds all through the sectional. You know, I think there was a little bit of talk about, oh, Nitro got underseeded as a three seed. Um, that seemed to come out of the Canal Valley area quite a bit. And, uh, you know, Sissonville came in 20-4 and four playing well, and you girls win the sectional championship by 25. Was that any motivating factor kind of hearing that talk going on from uh, other parts within the section? It motivated us a lot, and we really wanted it. So we knew we had to come out and give it our all if we wanted it. Lake and Atkins, part of the Wayne High School girls basketball team, the 2019 Class AA Region 4 Section 1 Champions. Hey, thanks so much for joining us. You know, I want to say before she goes here, we're going to leave her on the line here so she has to hear this part too. Um, (laughs) She gets a little nervous sometimes. I think she's more nervous right now than what she is when she's playing. Uh, Her sister was the same way. And and they both look at me, roll their eyes, and we're like, hey, we're going to have you on the program tonight. It's like, you just won a sectional championship, and they look miserable. (laughs) This has happened two years in a row now. Lake and enjoy it. And congratulations. Thank you. All right. Hey, Lakin stages the basketball floor, and she performs well, just like her sister did on that stage. And when we come back, we were going to we were going to talk with Chris Kidd of WVOW. We'll also talk with Wes McKinney, WAEY. Had that Princeton Bluefield game tonight. 
And Chris Good obviously following the Chapsville Tigers boys team that is just outstanding. And the girls played tonight as well. And a big win for them tonight. And they won. Yeah. Absolutely. Down in uh, down in Mingo County. Yeah. Uh, that that Chapsville Logan game was in Mingo County. <laughs> Imagine that. We'll talk about that and much more when basketball Friday night in West Virginia rolls on. On the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. There's no better place to be than right here. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Marshall sports journalism graduates learn transferable skills that score competitive careers. It is time for you to get in the game. Critical thinking, communication, and commitment to accuracy are desired skills in an expanding job market. Sports journalism and sports communications careers are some of the most coveted positions in the country. The Marshall University School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your journey. Learn more at marshall.edu SOJMC. Follow us on Twitter and we'll make sure to mention your name tonight at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup. A big shout out to some of the people following us tonight on Twitter. Kelly Padrick, Stephanie Fetty, Eric Brooks, Ethan Stallings, Eastern Panhandle Sports Report, William Arthur, Eric Bain, Zach Simpkins, Coach Walters, Jeff Harding, Wyoming East Barstool, Pendleton Times, Travis Smith, Alicia McMillan, Rick Farlow, Shannon, Donica Early, Mark Riggleman, Mara, Luke, Appalachian Pop, Cam the Man, Terry Kennedy, Chris Saunders, Five Loaves Hoops, South Charleston High School, Tanya Merritt, Jaden Booker, Donovan Davis, Rick Ferris, Nancy Hahn, Tucker, Eric Hutchinson, Brooke Campbell, Stacy Taylor, Crystal 25275. Join us online and vote in this week's poll. You've gone till 11.45 tonight, and then we'll share the voting results with you. Last week, 53% of you said that coaches should not continue to seed the sectional tournaments. This week's question, do you support a four-class system for high school basketball in West Virginia? Give us a yes or no. Go to basketballnight.com and vote in this week's poll. You'll see the poll on the right-hand side of the page. This is High School Basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. 10.45, coming up on 10.46 on this Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Joe Linville, Bill Cornwell. Gang's all here except for Coach Rick Marone, who I did see tonight. He was out of the basketball game. That should be no surprise. Yeah, and unfortunately for his... Tulsa Lady Rebels, they had an early exit from the postseason. Yeah, it got beat in overtime by Tug Valley down at the Williamson Fieldhouse <laughs> earlier this week. That was, a, that was a fantastic, competitive, highly competitive uh, basketball game. Tug Valley able to come out with that win to reach tonight's sectional final where they fell to St. Joe, also at the Williamson Fieldhouse. Yeah. And, uh, we yeah. even had Jordan Mounts on here earlier, and I don't even think he talked about that game. Yeah. You know, it's I'm interesting with Jordan. He didn't, he didn't stick I have a feeling if Tug Valley would have won that girls' basketball oh, yeah. game tonight, oh. Jordan might have had – I'm giving Jordan a hard time here. He knows the joke. <laughs> but, uh, no, uh, he – sometimes – I've got to be honest with you. It's hard to follow a boys' and girls' team from the same school. It is. Depth. It really is. Because you're going – you'd end up at a game twice a week at home just about, it feels like, or more. 
the entirety of the season. Then they yeah. go away for two or three weeks, and now you got to keep everything straight in your mind. And <laughs> who's doing what? Yeah, it's a, it's a whole lot. That's why, you know, Governor Jim Justice, when he coached both boys and girls, Rich Skeen, who I saw tonight, right. Sissonville girls coach, used to coach both well, boys and girls. I have no idea how they did it. No way. I've got no earthly idea how they did it. I would do well to do one team, much less two. Yeah, it's uh, it's hard enough to yeah. to follow one, and uh, certainly. I tip my hat to all those who can follow. You coach both of them. You're a glutton for punishment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, it's hard enough for coaches to deal with one set of parents. Yes. Yeah. Well, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and it's always time to practice or play. There's, there's no other time. I don't know how you even have time to prepare hardly. I don't know how you sleep yeah, really. with that. I mean, it's, just, it's a crazy, crazy life. You know, before we go to Chris Kidd, before we go to uh, Wes McKinney, let's introduce you to this week's Standout Athlete of the Week. Levi Carrico plays at Clay Battelle High School. This has not been a season uh, for the CBs in terms of a team that would compete to be in Charleston, as they've had several trips to Charleston in the recent past, some very good basketball teams. Yeah. They're kind of a reloading phase right now with a, a young team, no seniors. He is our Standout Athlete of the Week, Levi Carrico of Clay Battelle. He joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Levi, welcome to the program. Hey, how you guys doing? Doing excellent tonight. Hope you're doing well tonight also. Uh, your basketball team, we'll, we'll talk about you individually in just a moment, but uh, your basketball team, 9-13. and 13. Now, that's, that's a somewhat pedestrian record. I know that the bar is set high at Clay Battelle uh, over the course of the past uh, decade or so. Some excellent boys basketball teams have come out of there. But if I am correct, you've had one senior on the team over the course of two years? Uh, yeah, that's right. So this is, a, this is an experience for all of you, uh, kind of growing up on the fly. Yeah, that's pretty much how it's been. Well, tell me about having to step up as a junior and uh, also having an older brother who, uh, who's already graduated, uh, kind of getting to see the program up close as you were growing up and now being a part of it. Uh, how has that helped you to become a leader? Well, um, I don't know. I've just grown up seeing them play and going and watching my team with him. I go into that Clay Battelle, and I've just grown up watching that Clay Battelle team, and I've just always dreamed of being on that court, and now I'm on that court, and I'm one of the leaders. and not a senior yet, so I'm just glad I have another year to go out there and show where I got my teammates. Levi, keeping up with your grades is one thing when you play a sport. But the, the volunteer hours over at the hospital, wow, that, that's impressive alone. So what do you do over at the hospital to, to earn your community service hours? Um, I uh, usually, like, they have a cart, and I go around the patient's room and see if they want anything to help their stay there better or just get their mind off what's happening with them. And then there's a Rosenbaum house, which helps families stay there who can't afford a hotel necessarily. And it just helps them be able to co- be close to their families without having to pay the price of a hotel. Levi, I'll be being so close to in the uh, the medical field. There, uh, you have some interest yourself, and in maybe getting into the medicine field. Yeah, I planned up to grow. I mean, I uh, I want to grow up and be either an athletic trainer or a physical trainer, good. physical therapist. That should be a, a, that's a good career path. We'll put it that way. And uh, Levi Carico of Clay Battelle High School. Uh, our standout athlete of the week getting ready for a big game tomorrow at Doddridge County. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun and always fun this time. Levi, congratulations on being our standout athlete of the week. Thank you, sir. Have a good night. All right, thanks, you too. That's Levi Carrico, Clay Battelle High School. And we'll just go right back to the phones to Chris Kidd, WVOW 
FM out of Logan. Chris follows all things Logan County, quite frankly, but specifically the Chapmanville boys basketball team. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw him a curveball right now. Chris, the Chapmanville girls won the sectional title tonight. How about we talk about them a minute? I'm going to throw you a curveball. I was there, and we did the game, baby. Hey, I know. I watched it. <laughs> you and, watched it? And, I watched it. And, and you wasn't even here. Here's the trick. <laughs> if I had the right cord, which I just didn't have at the moment, it was, it was in the facility, it would have played throughout Pioneer Gym tonight after the Wayne girls game. But it didn't. Ooh, that would have been nice. <laughs> Almost. So, there you go. Chris Kidd and I just trying to surprise each other and can't do it. He, he's gone big time, man. I, I can hear his head swelling through the phone. Hey, uh, Chapmanville girls uh, tonight, that was a game that uh, – that game got close in the third quarter. That was down to a four-point game late in the third. Um, but Logan didn't have enough offense. Chapmanville able to uh, pull away and, and claim the sectional title. Yeah, and that was – really kind of reminiscent of the first two games too because we did both regular season games on video productions and on WBOW and in those games Shenville would build a lead in the first half Logan would be able to inch back closer and in the end like you said Logan just didn't have enough offense to be able to keep up because Logan really is carried by their freshman Peyton Milderton and that girl's just a phenomenal athlete I mean she had 16 points tonight which was close to what she had the first two games against Chapmanville and She's going to be unbelievable. I mean, people are already comparing her to Shayna Gore, and, uh, you know, Shayna's even been out to see her play. And, you know, she just does so much of the workload on offense and defense for Logan. And Logan's got a good supporting cast, and they stepped up there in the third quarter. You know, you saw Kaylee Williams hit a couple of threes, Jill Toth hit a couple of threes, and the momentum really swung back into Logan's favor. Once they got that game to four and had the ball and a chance to cut it to one possession, you really felt like Logan, if they could get that game back to even or maybe even take a slight lead, that they might rattle Chapmanville. But, you know, Chapmanville, they've just got so much consistency. I mean, they don't have one player that is a star on the team, but they've got five starters that can hurt you one way or the other. I mean, if you look at the final scoring tonight, Ryan, it was incredible. Madison Webb leads the way with 13 points for Chapmanville. Kaylee Blair is next with 10 points. Reese Ellis with nine points. Then you had... Uh, you know, one of the other starters, oh, Olivia Dalton had nine points, and then Allie Williamson had eight points, and that's your starting five. And, you know, that's just so much consistency all the way around, and all five of those girls have led Chapmanville in scoring at different times this year. And then you had Kaylee Blair foul out in the fourth quarter, Shay Pridemore, another senior, comes off the bench, comes up with a couple of steals, hits a couple of free throws whenever they need it. And, you know, Johnny Williamson and, and Andy Paul Williamson have done just a phenomenal job of getting that team together. I mean, only 10 players on the roster. They didn't even have enough to have a JV team. And you had no idea what to expect from this Chapmanville girls team. And now here they are. They've won 14 out of 15 games and one of the hottest teams in the state in Class AA coming down the stretch. And, Chris, despite the fact that uh, they're going to get to host the the, uh, regional next week, it don't get any easy because you got a 20-win Sissonville team coming in. Yeah, that's going to be fun. I mean, you end up winning your section, and who you got coming in? A top ten team that's won twenty games. <laughs> you know, yeah. So congratulations. But uh, you know, the the key for Chapmanville is they did play Sissonville just about two weeks ago in Sissonville and beat them sixty to forty five in that game. And that's been one of the odd little things about Chapmanville season. Out of the twenty three games they've played now during the year. Only one of them has been decided by less than 10 points, and that was where they upset 
uh, Wayne at home, 57-55, to 55, but that was the only single-digit game they've had. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if that game's tight coming down the stretch. I'll still have to do a little bit of my research coming into that game for Sissonville to maybe get a little bit more of an idea as to what it is they like to do or who some of their main players are. But, I'll send you, you know, some stuff, Chris. <laughs> hey, I'll take it. I will take it, sir, because we've got six games in eight days coming up, and I'll need all the help I can get. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I know Sissonville's very talented. They're very well coached. Uh, they, they've got a lot of strong, uh, a lot of strong players that a lot of the girls have mentioned, and uh, you know they know that this isn't going to be a, a gimme whenever Sissonville comes down. I mean, they, they've always been a tough opponent and a tough out. And uh, I thought Wayne did a phenomenal job tonight to be able to beat them by the margin that they did. It just goes to show how good the Lady Pioneers have been. And uh, Sissonville, it's going to be a total task for Chattanooga, but I know that they feel better that they get that in their home gym. Uh, Logan has to go on the road to Wayne, and they haven't had a lot of success against Wayne recently. And I know that that's going to be a lot tougher. But, you know, the Lady Wildcats, they've been able to play Wayne tight a few times, played them in the state tournament last year in the state quarterfinals and lost by eight. Uh, but, you know, the Logan County teams, uh, we'd love to be able to see both get there. Uh, same with the boys next week. I know that Ryan feels a little bit differently on that end, and that's fine too. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's uh, it's it's a promising time down here right now, and it's uh, just seeing what Johnny uh, Williamson and those girls have been able to do with being short-handed uh, and uh, not having as uh, as much of a turnout as you normally do. I mean, it's been it's been one of the great stories that's gone on down here in the Chapmanville area in, in a while in basketball. I know the boys tend to overshadow a lot in the Chapmanville area when it comes to basketball. But uh, these girls, they had a great turnout tonight. There was a lot of community support down in Mingo Central, and I was really proud that they were able to see that from their community and get the kind of support that they really deserve for what they've done this year. I thought he was going to take us right on into the break. I think that covers it. <laughs> you know what? Hey, I can do that. Here, here hey, hey we, we, we literally, because if I don't say literally, it doesn't mean it's true. We have 10 seconds, so I'm going to say this real quick. Okay. This is how good of a night it was for the Chapmanville girls basketball team. We didn't talk about their boys' team tonight with Chris Kidd. There it is. There you go. There they earned is. that tonight. Next week. Next week, Chris, we'll talk boys basketball. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining very, us, Chris. That's Chris, that's Chris Kidd, WVOW. Didn't know he was going to be talking about only the Chapmanville girls win tonight, but that's okay because they earned it tonight with their yeah. sectional championship win over Logan. We're going to step aside, take a break. Two hours in the books, one hour to go on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. Every Friday night from 9 to midnight, we're the home for high school basketball in the Mountain State. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Special thanks tonight to all of our affiliates, including 1360 AM, 97.1 FM, WHJC Megwan, 105 KQV, WKQV Cowan, 105.5 FM, and heard in Braxton County on 106.9 FM, 103.7 Jack FM, WQWV and Fisher, The Valley's Watchdog, 1600 AM, W. KKX Wheeling, 1370 AM, WVLY Moundsville, Jackson County's home for Southern Gospel, Singing News Radio, 92.5 FM, WTHMLP, Ravenswood, Ripley. 
Knights Radio 91.5 FM, WRSG Middleburn. Talk Radio WRNR, Martinsburg, 740 AM, 106.5 FM. Classic Hits 106, WHFI Linside, 106.7 FM. 95, The Sports Fox, WBES Charleston, 950 AM. The Voice of the Coalfields, 101.9 FM and 1290 AM, WVOW and Logan. Light Rock 93R, WRRR St. Mary's, 93.9 FM. The Ticket, 102.3 FM, WMTD and Hinton. The Greatest Oldies of All Time, 98.5 FM and 101.5 FM, WQAZLP, Edmund Beckley. Tune for You, Yap Radio, 101.7 FM, WYAPLP Clay. 104.5 FM, WASPLP Huntington. 101.1 FM, WVWPLP Wayne. 90.7 FM, WFGH Fort Gay and Marshall University's flagship station, The Cutting Edge. 88.1 FM, WMUL in Huntington. Cable subscribers can find Basketball Friday Night in the Huntington region on Comcast Channel 25 at Armstrong Digital Channel 204. Streaming online high-definition video can be found on our website, basketballnight.com, on our Facebook page, and we're on Periscope. Proud supporter of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, the Dr. Carter G. Woodson Lyceum honors the father of black history and proudly serves as a forum for issues of importance to Marshall University in the tri-state area. Please visit www.marshall.edu slash Woodson Lyceum. That's all one word, Woodson Lyceum, W-O-O-D-S-O-N-L-Y-C-E-U-M. Educators will find information about our Summer Institute for West Virginia Teachers, and students will learn about a summer workshop for them, all at www.marshall.edu slash Woodson Lyceum. The Lyceum was founded in 2016 by the Drinko Academy and the School of Journalism and Mass Communications. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. To join tonight's program, call 855-78-HOOPS. That's 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup for all the scores all the time. And visit basketballnight.com for a comprehensive look at schedules and standings for every team in the state. Stay tuned. Another hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia begins right now. It is 11.01 on this Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. There are just three more. Uh-huh. I love Basketball Friday nights. That's why I'm uh, – and this time of year, it, it's – you build it this time of year and then it ends so quickly. It's, just it's, it's, Yeah, it's just cut and it's baseball season. but uh, Or softball season, both in that case. But uh, we're going to talk with Wes McKinney. He had the call of Princeton and Bluefield in just a moment. But first, top the hour, it's time for a check of the BasketballNight.com scoreboard before – we go to the Marsh University Sports Journal and Basketball.com scoreboard. There's a sound that we haven't heard. That's not the sound. <laughs> We've heard that. I tricked them. That's my fault. Um, there, there's a sound that we love to hear throughout the season. And unfortunately, the, the, again, we have done this for six years now. And it is nearly impossible still to reach certain parts of this state, even electronically, to the point that there was a tournament earlier this season at a particular school. I won't name which one. It's a rural school you don't hear much about. We called the school, asked for their tournament schedule, and they said, we don't know who you are. We're not telling you. 
wouldn't tell us the schedule for the tournament. That's how difficult scores can be to get in this state sometimes. We are working on mending that relationship, by the way. But it's just, it's difficult. So when we hear a certain sound, it makes us all smile. And you know what? We have every score of every basketball game played tonight. That's the sound. sound. (laughs) That's the sound we like. like. Now that we have all those scores on basketballnight.com, at hoops underscore roundup on Twitter, let's just give them to you right now. It's time for a check of the Marsh University Sports Journalism, basketballnight.com scoreboard. You know what, Joe? I'll let you do the boys' scores, and then I will man up and take the girls' scoreboard tonight. All right. Take a look at our Marshall University Sports Journalism, basketballnight.com scoreboard. It was North Garrett, Maryland tonight, knocking off Union 81-37. It was Wheeling Park falling to Hurricane tonight, 60-50. In a Class AA Region 3 Section 1 uh, sectional game tonight, it was Independence knocking off Liberty Raleigh by a score of 49-43. And another region... This one in Region Two uh, or Region Three, Section Two in Class AA, Pikeview picked up a win tonight over Riverview, 77-45. So uh, in that game uh, for Pikeview, Peyton Metas had 23 points uh, in that game. It was Kaiser falling to Frankfort tonight, 56-54 in a close one. It was the University Hawks knocking off Fort Hill, Maryland. 96-64. Big win for Hedgesville tonight is with a win over Washington, 58-28. Hampshire, the Trojans pick up a win over Spring Mills, 60-56. In a game we talked about earlier tonight, Bluefield, the Beavers pick up a big win over AAA opponent Princeton, 75-54. And the Martinsburg Bulldogs go to 22-0 in the regular season with a win tonight over the Jefferson Cougars. Undefeated still are the Bulldogs in this calendar year in football and basketball. I mean, they're going to lose at some point. Something, right? They have to. It has to happen. Okay. Girls sectional tournament play tonight in class AAA. Region 1, Section 1. Willing Park defeats John Marshall 52-40. Region 2, Section 1 in class AAA. Martinsburg defeats Spring Mills 53-35. Spring Mills will head to Hampshire, and Jefferson heads to Martinsburg next week. In AAA, Region 3, Section 1, South Charleston defeats George Washington, 66-56. The Black Eagles get the win over the Patriots. Class AAA, Region 4, Section 1, Parkersburg shoots 68% from the field and beats Crosstown rival Parkersburg South, 105-49. It was Huntington. In Region 4, Section 2, defeating Cabell Midland, 54-34. So that regional matchup Tuesday night, Parkersburg South at Huntington, Cabell Midland at Parkersburg. Class AA, Region 1, Section 2. It was Fairmont Senior defeating North Marion, 47-29. Polar Bears get the surpri- not the surprising win, but another one with the margin of victory kind of sticks out to you there. North Marion, the reigning state champs. Nicholas County wins Region 2, Section 2 over Braxton County, 48-45. The Wayne Pioneers are the AA Region 4, Section 1 champions for the second straight year. As the Lady Pioneers defeat Sissonville tonight, 72-47. 
19 points, 13 rebounds, 7 assists from Lakin Atkins, and a balanced effort also throughout the remainder of that lineup tonight. Jasmine Tabor, a freshman, a career-high 18 also in the win. Chapmanville defeats Logan 52-40 in the Region 4 Section 2 Finals. So it'll be Logan at Wayne on Wednesday night. Sissonville travels to Chapmanville. Class Single A, Region 1, Section 1. Marissa Horan, jumper at the buzzer, gives Wheeling Central a 48-46 win over Madonna. The reigning champion, Maroon Knights, will now host Tyler Consolidated on Thursday night. That's because Magnolia won Region 1, Section 2 with a 65-42 win over Tyler Consolidated. So it's Madonna at Magnolia, Tyler Consolidated at Wheeling Central for state tournament berths. Midland Trail wins Region 3, Section 1 by defeating Pocahontas County 63-50. Summers County defeats Montcalm tonight 50-33. That was in Region 3, Section 2. Region 4, Section 1, Class Singleway, Parkersburg Catholic defeats Williamstown 64-60. And Region 4, Section 2, it was St. Joe over Tug Valley 81-43. So Williamstown at St. Joe, Tug Valley at Parkersburg Catholic in the regionals. Those are your girls high school sectional tournament scores and your Marshall University Sports Journalism BasketballNight.com scoreboard update. You know, we were talking about a few minutes ago that, that Logan and, and Mingo or Logan and Champville actually played at Mingo Central, and that's because they have an, a gentleman's agreement in that uh, Class AA Region uh, 4, Section 2, that you do not play on your home court. So, you know, with with Logan and Chapmanville being uh, backdoor neighbors, they had to travel over to uh, Mango Central, one of the uh, you know one of the schools not playing tonight to to put, use their yeah. gym. And, and you you'll notice that uh, if you even look at the the boys sectional pairings for next week, you have some situations where it's neutral sites, and others where a school is going to host the whole sectional. Yeah, and the Wyoming East girls, for instance, beat Westside in their sectional final game on Wednesday right. at Oak Hill. There you go. Empty out Wyoming County, head to Oak Hill, play head basketball. That might be a good yeah. poll question. Yeah, that could be. Should we do home sites? Because you kind of negate the seating there. You, the, the seating right. becomes about matchup instead right. of about home court advantage. It's very interesting. It has its pros and cons either way you look at it. Yeah. So. Bluefield for the third time this year beats Princeton tonight, 75-54, a big third quarter for the Beavers to pull away. Wes McKinney has been kind enough to hang in there with us tonight. He joins us now. And, uh, Wes, it wasn't Princeton's night tonight. No, guys, it really wasn't. For a half, Princeton went punch for punch with Bluefield. Tigers actually had a one-point lead through a quarter. Bluefield went into the locker room up one. And then I don't know what happened at halftime. But it was really, really good for Bluefield and really, really bad for Princeton. The Beavers outscored the Tigers 33-13 to in the third quarter alone. And then the fourth quarter was actually 12-12 to in the scoring uh, column for the teams. But by that time, the damage had been done. And uh, uh, Princeton was down 20-plus points, basically, um, from like the two, three-minute mark of the third quarter throughout the rest of the game. And we even talked about it on air, guys. Princeton's got to turn around and play Wednesday night. You know, they got the the bangs and the bruises and the, and the scrapes of just playing 20-plus games this season. And I just didn't see – I know you want to beat your county rival 
and try to salvage the season series, but I just didn't see how any positives could come from tonight's game, and unfortunately uh, a win wasn't there either tonight. Yeah, it was a Princeton ball club that had won three straight coming in. That includes a win over Greenbrier East, and uh, that matchup will uh, take place again coming up uh, this coming week and this time with a lot more riding on it. Yeah, you know, I mean, obviously the the sectional semifinal has become the most important game, at least until the regional final in this current format. So, uh, you know, both both games with Greenbrier East have been really tight games this year. Princeton fortunate enough to go to Fairley uh, back at the end of January and pick up a three-point win there. Uh, had to hold off a late charge there by the Spartans and then uh, a back-and-forth game in Princeton just about two and a half weeks ago, I guess it was, guys. Um, and Princeton, or actually, I guess a week and a half ago, last Wednesday, um, Princeton fortunate enough to get a win at home. And obviously, whenever you sweep a team like that, you get the opportunity to uh, host that sectional game. Now, I don't know if beating Greenbrier East is, is a good thing in the regular season because obviously the old adage is it's hard to beat a team three times in one year, but that's what Princeton's got to do here coming up on Wednesday. Wes, we, we've talked with you all year about what a good challenging schedule the Tigers have played, and uh, despite the loss tonight, you got to think that the, just the, the test that, that this team has had, it's got to help them next week going in, at least into that Greenbrier East game. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, you take a look, three of the seven losses this year, Bill, or two Bluefield, they lost to a Radford team that at the time was undefeated. I haven't really kept track of the Bobcats down there in Class 2A in Virginia, but a really, really good ball club. They lost to Blacksburg at home earlier in the year, did Princeton. That, that was right after the Bluefield game, so maybe you had a little bit of a hangover uh, there. So, yeah, you're right. Princeton, you know, I, I was talking to to senior guard Cade Fix, and obviously he's been a- around the entire time this whole MSAC thing's been going on, and he's, you know, we were getting kind of tired of people, you know, poking fun at us for playing all these double-A teams because we're basically forced to so he said we wanted to go out and you know really challenge ourselves and you know i mean i guess we'll see wednesday night whether the challenges has paid off for princeton should be a good game on wednesday night as it will be greenbrier east and princeton and and wes this has been a good season for for princeton we've talked about this throughout the course of the year 14 and 7 I think it's probably a good thing that they don't play again until Wednesday after you know, losing a game like tonight, which I know would have had some emotion going into it, but already knowing their seeding. There's a lot of mixed feelings going into a game like that tonight, playing a team for the third time, playing a really good team on top of that. Uh, I have to think that the sectional schedule, at least, is a little forgiving. Yeah, 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 I would – I would agree there, too, and obviously Princeton lost a game um, earlier this week because of the weather um, at, at Nicholas County, and I haven't said it on air tonight. I think not playing that game in Nicholas County is actually a good thing just because you get that extra rest. You, you I mean, you don't, you know, you, I mean, yeah, you can play relaxed a little bit because you know what your seating is going to be, but, yeah, I mean, I just, I mean, I know there's, I know there's a lot of positives that come out of playing a game this late in the season that has literally no bearing on what happens in, in sectional seeding and whatnot. But 
but I also think that not playing the game also uh, is is important as well, just because I know working in college athletics, I know that college coaches, they prefer to have more rest this time of year just because you're not only physically drained, but you're just mentally drained because of the grind of you know the first 20-some games you played this year. Wes McKinney, W-A-E-Y, voice of the Princeton Tigers. Thanks so much for joining us, and hey, we might have a, a big game to talk about next Friday night. Yeah, hopefully uh, if Princeton wins, they'll be at Woodrow Wilson, I believe, next Friday. I haven't completely looked at the sectional schedule, but I believe that's how it plays out. So hopefully uh, Princeton and Woodrow or uh, assuming Woodrow would beat Riverside. Hopefully Princeton's playing next Friday night, guys. There you go. And uh, obviously the broadcaster thing, we, only, we can only go one day at a time. I totally understand. <laughs> that's right. That's, yeah, that's exactly That's exactly right. <laughs> Wes McKay, thanks so much. Yep, thank you, guys. All right. Uh, always a pleasure to talk with Wes. Yeah, and, of course, you, you heard Wes, we were talking about the, the scheduling situation and the reason that Princeton, first off, they play a lot of Virginia teams because of geography, but uh, they have not been able to play a lot of the – MSAC teams because when they left, it was their decision to leave the league. There was sort of a uh, embargo <laughs> scheduling MSAC teams. Uh, they played Woodrow Wilson in the Big Atlantic Classic, and uh, that's about it. And they and they played Capital. Other than that, no one in the MSAC has, and Princeton have scheduled. Now that may change next year. I think so. I understand what they're going for there, but with 29 AAA teams and now they're certain you can't play all of them. Mm. What's the old cut, cut your nose off come, to spite on, your face? Come on, guys. We're all trying out here, you know? <laughs> We're all trying. That's all I can yeah. say. I, just, yeah, I don't like keeping teams from being able to play other teams. There are certainly And I think Greenbrier East has gone through the same deal. And Ripley's working on it. Actually, Ripley, I think, left – They left in a little bit better situation, actually. Okay, there you go. There you go. All right, we're going to step aside and take a break. We'll come back. We'll kind of matriculate through the results of tonight, kind of take a little bit closer look at some of those games and matchups they made. Oh, yeah, our resident referee is in the house. He's in the building. I forgot all about him. That's a surprise, right? This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit BasketballNight.com. Streaming video live from the studios at Marshall University, visit BasketballNight.com for video, audio, and the Basketball Friday Night scoreboard. Marshall University's sports journalism major offers students the opportunity to develop skills in the exciting areas of print, public relations, or broadcasting. Our curriculum features terrific skill-based courses and prioritizes hands-on experiences that not only expose the students' work to the public, but also to sports journalism professionals who are often willing to provide crucial feedback. Marshall sports journalism majors cover our 15 varsity teams in any media format, including text, on online, photo, radio, or video. Hands-on, real-life experiences come through Marshall's student-powered media, the Parthenon, WMUL Radio, and MUTV, as well as communications campaigns and off-campus internships. The Marshall University School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your sports journalism career. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. There's many places to listen and watch Basketball Friday Night. We're on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State. Just click our affiliates page 
for the station nearest you. You can also watch our high-definition video on YouTube. Go to BasketballNight.com, just click to watch. We're also on Facebook Live and Periscope. Follow us on Twitter, at Hoops underscore Roundup, at Hoops underscore Roundup. In the Huntington area, we're on Comcast Channel 25 and Armstrong Digital Channel 204. Make sure to send pictures of your game, your team, and your fans so we can feature them in our video stream. Send your pics to us on Twitter, at Hoops underscore Roundup. At hoops underscore roundup. Stay up to date on your favorite teams. Check out basketballnight.com. Back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia with Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. 11-19 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Joe Linville, Bill Cornwell, along with resident referee Bo Anderson in the house. He's only been on hold for about two and a half hours. (laughs) He was here before I was today. A long time before you were. uh, Come on. He's been eating cake in the green room. Come on, <laughs> Donuts. But our resident referee has taken up residence here at Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, here in the campus of Marshall University, the studios and the communications building of the School of Journalism and Mass Communications. And the flagship station of Basketball Friday Night. Yeah, I think we covered it right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bo, I understand you were in Summersville over the, over the weekend and uh, for the West Virginia Christian... Association. I don't think it's the association. It's Christian, it's Christian athletic, athletic Tournament. Athletic Tournament. Athletic Tournament. I always call it association. And it's Athletic Tournament. But uh, it, anything you've come across over the past week? I know, you know, that uh, is a nice setup down there at Summersville. They do a good job with that uh, tournament. Um, uh, very, uh, you know, good hospitality uh, for everybody. It's a good setting in that armory. <laughs> Uh, about the right size, got plenty of room, you know, good dressing facilities and things like that. So it makes it nice. And, um, you know, it's enjoyable to go down there and usually go down there and work uh, maybe one session. Uh, and we have a lot of guys involved in that tournament. Um, I will mention uh, my game that I had last night. I, I don't typically talk about teams or games, but uh, last night I had uh, Harmon and Calhoun County at Calhoun County. And uh, I did a special report today uh, for sportsmanship on both sides. Um, You know, sometimes it becomes a rarity to see good sportsmanship on both sides. And I think it needs to be acknowledged whenever it's really good. Uh, You know, the Harmon kids were super. Um, I told their coach that. The Calhoun kids were super. It was senior night for them. Uh, Whenever the seniors went out, the Harmon kids, even the ones that were on the floor, were clapping for the Calhoun kids. If they each team fouled each other or something, somebody got knocked down, they all helped each other pick each other up. And it's just really nice to see that. And I, and I wanted to acknowledge that from both sides. That's a, a uh, you know, that goes back to the coaches uh, taking care of, uh, you know, the players, making sure they're doing the right thing. I think you maybe even surprised somebody last week at the West Virginia Cat Tournament. The, the night that Ryan wasn't here, actually Brian Sexton uh, was one of the co-hosts on the show, and, and Bo and Brian got to meet, meet each other. But I think it was about halfway through the game last week before 
Brian even realized you were officiating the contest. Well, you know, I'd been at the table a few times, and he was keeping the book, and he just, I don't think he got it. You know, most people are not used to seeing me out of uniform. In his case, he wasn't used to seeing me in uniform. And then about, uh, like, midway through, he said, oh, Bo, it's you. I'm sorry. I didn't. Ra- I wasn't even thinking out there. I'm sorry. And uh, you know, yeah, that was. Uh, you know, that was funny. And uh, I thought uh, that was pretty neat. You know, to <laughs> meet him one week and then the next week, I'm. Uh, you know, he's keeping the book. Bo, uh, obviously, we've been talking a lot of postseason tonight, especially in the the girls. Uh, a lot of sectionals tonight, sectional finals, and uh, as officials, uh, you know, you're uh, you get in these postseason games. Obviously, it's. In, in some cases, it's elimination games. It's it's seasons are on the line. Do uh, as officials, do you feel any extra pressure to just get it this that much better, just get that much right because of what is on the line in these postseason games? Well, you know, we want to treat every game like it's on the line, and we don't want to make any mistakes or as few as possible. Uh, you know, uh, like I always say, uh, you know, we're we're like. Uh, uh, you know, humans are, you know, have uh, pencils, have erasers, and uh, that's why, you know, humans make mistakes. If it wasn't the case, there'd be no eraser on a pencil. And, uh, you know, I just think that, um, you know, we want to, to have our, you know, our best games each night. It, it doesn't always happen. Mistakes do occur. You know, uh, players miss free throws. Coaches make mistakes on calling timeouts. And, you know, just a lot of things that happen. But, yeah, we want to be as good as we can be, uh, try to eliminate our mistakes, uh, try to, uh, you know, even be maybe even a little slower. Sometimes our mistakes are made when we're a little faster than we need to be, maybe whether it be a call or, you know, putting the ball in play, Things like that, and just try to you know make sure everything's running good. No official wants to have a bad game, and during tournament time, they definitely don't want to have a bad game because they don't want to be a name in the paper. Absolutely, Bo. We'll get back to you in just a second, but we've got Craig Dutton, WXCR. We're gonna put Bo on hold <laughs> while he's on set to bring in Craig Dutton because you know Craig's been on hold for three minutes, and that's just too long. Craig, welcome <laughs> to Basketball Friday Night. <laughs> now, glad to join you guys for a little bit. And the first time I actually be out of the state, I'm actually in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee tonight, giving you a report. But I didn't have the uh, Tyler and Magnolia girls sectional final game tonight. Uh, good friend Brandon Gregory got the call that one tonight on WXCR in my place. Uh, Kendra Pilot Jr. Shell's got a thousand points in her career tonight as a junior for Magnolia. And honestly, um, that sets up a matchup with Madonna. And Madonna took that matchup first time because uh, Wheeling Central came back tonight one by two over Madonna in their uh, sectional final. So next Thursday, I'll be heading up to um, Wheeling for that Central Catholic and Tyler Consolidated matchup on that broadcast. But it's been an interesting week of girls' basketball. Um, it, honestly, for our section and throughout the Region 1 area, uh, there's, there's advantages and disadvantages to that matchup next Thursday. Quite honestly, this is a possibly good matchup for you know Section One to send both teams to the state tournament. Uh, even though I've heard some down the line that Magnolia wanted a, another chance to prove themselves versus Madonna. Okay. All right, Craig, I'm going to give you an opportunity here. Mm-hmm. Ask the resident referee anything. Go. Oh, ask him anything. Uh, how'd you get here in time tonight for the broadcast? 
Oh, that was easy. <laughs> yeah, that's oh. too easy. I, I, I just happen to be free tonight. This is actually the first Friday night that I've had free since the season started, except for one game that got canceled. So, uh, you know, I just decided to come up and uh, be a part of the show, and that way my ear is not in my cell phone for two and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> so you have a chance to ask a referee about anything basketball-related, and you ask him how he got to the show on time. Craig. I, I These hard-hitting the journalism questions. Trying to think of it. You know, You're, Craig, he beat he, me here tonight. You went to journalism school, Craig Dutton. Craig Chisley <laughs> on his toes. I mean, just bang, 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 you know. Hey, we're having a good time, Craig. We were certainly – I know you're having a good time. If you're at Pigeon Forge and calling us here on Basketball Friday night, we greatly appreciate it. He just called to rub I'll it in. I appreciate it very much. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, no. I'll go ahead there, Ryan. Oh, no, 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 no. Go ahead. You're the guest. No, you're <laughs> you're fine. We're, we're set up for boys next week, too. And about what I told you last week is that everything was about the same. St. Mary's got the one seed, even though they'd gone on a skid in their uh, games. They did get a retrieval on that by getting the win over Ritchie County uh, just the other night. That was well two days after the, vote, the votes were all put in. Uh, honestly, for the coming few days, uh, we'll have to wait and see what how that section turns out. And I think that one of the most interesting bits of news – is the fact that Section 2 teams will have to find a little bit easier to scout Section 1. All the semifinal games on Tuesday night, even though they're being played at the same time, they're going to be played at Peyton City High School. They're coming all the way down from the Northern Panhandle to play in the midst of Section 2, those semifinal games next Tuesday. Should be uh, interesting when you've got two sections yeah, right there, right there uh, easily. Right there between Craig. one another. Yeah. Centrally located. And Craig, yes. we greatly appreciate that you call in and then we just harass you every week. <laughs> yeah. And you, and oh, you just keep calling fine. in. I'm not going to call you Big Daddy again. On oh. No, 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 no. Hopefully I made enough noise to keep that from lasting. Uh, I'm going to buy you a Coke when you come down to Charleston. No, man. no. Just for that. <laughs> <laughs> now it's bribery. All right, I see how this works. All right, Craig Dunn, WXCR. Thanks so much as always, though, and enjoy, enjoy your trip. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for letting me on. I'll give you guys an update next Friday how the section turns out up uh, for the boys next week and hopefully give you a good report when we travel up to uh, Wheeling next Thursday. There you go. Sounds like a good time. Craig Dutton, WXCR, calling in from Pigeon Forge, Tennessee yeah. tonight. Yeah, he's got a busy week because he'll do that girls' regional final. But on Tuesday, uh, child consolidated host. Ritchie County in the boys' sectional. Yeah, that, so, that, there's going to be some interesting games yeah. coming, coming down the down the wire out of that one. We've got to step aside and take a break. When we come back, Super Dave Sports, Dave Morrison will join us, and we'll also continue our chat with our resident referee. And, you know, we got power ratings, right? You know what? You want to do that now? No. Okay. We'll do that when we come back. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. It's Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. 
Does showing up for work at a ballpark or an arena sound good to you? A Marshall University sports journalism degree can get you there. Sports journalism at Marshall is serious and it's big business. Sports media and communications careers are some of the most competitive and marketable in the world. We'll prepare you to think critically, report accurately, and artfully tell the stories on and off the field or court. If this sounds like you, the Marshall School of Journalism is ready and eager to start your journey. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. We want you to become part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. Follow us on Twitter and we'll make sure to mention your name tonight at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup. Tweet us your team's scores and give us your comments on the game at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup. A big shout out to some of the people following us tonight on Twitter. Macy Stewart, Jason Slay, West Virginia Sports News, Jason O'Brien, Cameron White, Jay Hatfield, Dog Zoned, Mark, Debbie Greskovich, Clyde Farley, Jake Adkins, Alex Crum, Sally Avero. Become part of the show. Go to our webpage, basketballnight.com. You can call, tweet, text, and email. Join us on the phone tonight and share your team's game. Call toll-free 855-784-6677. 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter, at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup. Text the show, 304-249-4924. Text the show with your scores and comments, 304-249-4924. Go to our website, check out the scoreboard, and find out how you can connect with the show at basketballnight.com. This is High School Basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. 11.31 on this basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Joe Linville, Bill Cornwell, Bo Anderson, our resident referee, all with you in studio tonight. Kyle Powers, our our. He's not a stage manager, really. He's just—he's our senator. He, he's, well, <laughs> yes, he is. He's soon a, to be governor. He's the senator of Smith Hall. Yeah, representing Smith Hall. He is actually a senator in the in the student um, government at Marshall, Marshall University, and we're, we're certainly proud of what he's doing there. Um, also, uh, Marcus Constantino is, is in studio with us tonight, and Marcus has a check of our power ratings. That's right, Ryan. This will be the last edition of the BasketballNight.com Boys Power Ratings. Uh, The final girls' power ratings were last week. You can check those out right now at BasketballNight.com. Getting into boys' AAA, uh, the Martinsburg Bulldogs still undefeated 22-0, still hanging on to first place. University is at number two, George Washington. Uh, hanging on at the third spot, Woodrow Wilson Flying Eagles are 16-6. and six. That's good for fourth. And the Capital Cougars creep into the top five. Moving on to boys double-A. A Fairmont senior holds a, uh, a slight edge over Chapmanville for the number one spot. Uh, the Polar Bears 21-1. and one. Uh, The Chapmanville Tigers 19-2 on the year. Uh, The Bluefield Beavers move up one spot. Uh, The Beavers are 16-2. That's good for number three. Uh, The Logan Wildcats uh, drop down one uh, to number four. The Wildcats are 19-3. And 
and the Shady Spring Tigers are 18 and 4, uh, rounding out the top five. Now in boys single A, uh, the Webster County Highlanders uh, take the lead in the final BasketballNight.com power ratings. They jump over Willing Central Catholic. The Highlanders are 22 and 0 at number one. Uh, the Maroon Knights of Willing Central are 17 and 4 at number two. Uh, Notre Dame is 19 and 3. That's good for number three. Greater Beckley Christian is 16 and 5 at number 4 and the Greenbrier West Cavaliers move up one spot. They're 18 and 4 to round out the top 5. That's the basketballnight.com power ratings. You can see the final ratings for all 124 teams across the state of West Virginia at basketballnight.com. Thank you very much Marcus and before we let you just wander off here I've got a question <laughs> for you. We you know we talked if you were watching, I was looking at him asking if we were going to do the power ratings then or not. And he said, no, we'll do it when we get back. Why did you want to wait till we got back? I wanted to wait because I could not find my basketball Friday night shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and for our radio listeners, he still cannot find his basketball no, Friday night shirt. Uh, Andrew Rogers actually borrowed it from me tonight uh, uh, to do the standout athlete. And uh, so during the break, I phoned upstairs. I was like, where's my shirt? Where's my shirt? Well, I gave it to you, Marcus. I still haven't found it. <laughs> so uh, we'll Ooh. go now and, uh, and look for it, I guess. Yeah, well, um, good luck. Thank you. Well, maybe maybe by the poll question, yeah, I was gonna say, I'll yeah, have it. You got there, one more chance. There you go. Yeah, you, you, got, you got a chance to redeem yourself. Speaking of redeeming themselves, I don't know what that means. I got nothing for it. Dave Morrison, Super Dave Sports. He covers Region 3. And he. I know Wednesday he was at the Wyoming East Westside Girls Region 3 uh, sectional championship game that was at Oak Hill. He joins us now on the program. Dave, how much basketball have you seen this week? Not as much as usual because I've had this killer flu. Oh, no. Week, but, uh, yeah, I know. But uh, Tuesday, I'm a little bit better Tuesday. Went over to the Westside Boys game senior night. And as you said, Wyoming East and Westside Girls playing at Oak Hill. That was for everyone to go see the regional final, but actually a really good, uh, rather sectional final. Really good crowd over there in Oak Hill, and uh, it took some doing, but Wyoming East did get over Westside again. Uh, you know, when your 6'5 center uh, who signed with Tennessee gets hurt and is, is out for a quarter or two and a half quarters, that's Emily Saunders. And, uh, you know, she goes down in the second quarter with a parent knee injury. I think she's going to be all right should be able to return to action, which is good news. But it, it illustrates, really, just how valuable she is, not so much in scoring points, but dominating paint. And, and uh, well, she does do that for Wyoming East, and, uh, but they were able to get by Westside. I think that, and a lot of people down here in Wyoming County talk about this all the time, that they'd like to see what it would be like in Charleston if both Wyoming County teams made it in either girls or boys. And Westside will go to Bluefield, always a tough tour there. As Marcus knows, but uh, you know they'll have a they'll have an opportunity. I think a real good opportunity, and you would think Wyoming East at home with Emily Saunders back in the lineup and uh, firing on all cylinders should get back to Charleston as well. You could have both Wyoming County teams there, there and then go. everybody will see what it's like in Charleston <laughs> with all of Wyoming County in town. There's a good chance the way things line up, they could wind up uh, matched up against each other uh, early on in that tournament. In Charleston as well. It, it will be tough. It will be tough for Westside to go to Bluefield and get the win like it yeah. is for anyone. I, I don't know the last time Bluefield is uh, lost. And I, I'm thinking more specifically along boys' lines. I don't know the last time the boys lost in, in a 
an elimination game at Brushwork. Um, it has to have been a long time, but on both sides, very tough. Yeah, the, the Brushwork Armory, a very difficult place to play. You know, looking at the boys' sectional seedings, of course, the tournament already underway and already an upset seeding-wise, Independence beating Liberty Raleigh tonight. Uh, right. Looking at the seedings for the boys in Section 1, Oak Hill got the 1 seed, Wyoming East the 2, West Side the 3, and, and in Section 2, Bluefield the 1, Shady Spring the 2, James Monroe the 3. Sounds very good to me, but also sounds like uh, these teams are very, you know, so competitive with one another. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see upsets come out of that, those sections. No, I, I, I agree with you, and, and I'm not sure. Some, some of what people would suspect would be an upset probably would be Wyoming East beating Oak Hill. But if you look at this series the last two years, Oak Hill has won three of the, won four of the games, I believe. But uh, they've won three of the games, but it's been by a total of nine points. So there's not a whole lot separating those teams when they when they when they play and Oak Hill wins. Now at the Armory, West Wyoming rather did get the victory this year, and it was a decided victory in the Big Atlantic Classic. They won that game, first round game with Oak Hill by 20 points. So uh, that would be one people might look at the record 11 and 11 Wyoming. He's playing some of the best basketball in that section right now. They have won five. Uh, six of eight, rather, and and coming down the stretch, one lost to Blue, or one lost to Oak Hill, one lost to Shady in that same Big Atlantic Classic. After they beat Oak Hill, lost to Shady. They did lose at Oak Hill. Very, very highly competitive game. They were down 18, came back and tied the score with Oak Hill at Oak Hill at 62. Then won the game, uh, or Oak Hill went ahead and won the game. I think by three points there. Again, very close game. You look on the other side, and oh, I wanted to mention, too, Oak Hill, uh, as hot as Wyoming East has been, Oak Hill has won seven of eight coming down the stretch, and uh, that one loss to Bluefield last week at Brushwood. On the other side, James Monroe would be the three-seed going at Shady Spring. They haven't had a lot of luck with Shady. They've played them three times, including in the Big Atlantic Classic. Seems like everybody in the section has played there at one time or another. But uh, they got closer in their last meeting. James Monroe also has a win over Bluefield. Now, throw in the caveat, Bluefield didn't have Braden Cruz in that game. They're a very fine, outstanding point guard. Uh, so, yeah, I agree with Ryan. I think that uh, if you, it's a very competitive section. It's probably not as top-heavy as maybe Region 4. Um, you could throw Region 2 in there as well, but I think it's probably one of the more competitive regions uh, from top to bottom. As, as illustrated tonight with Liberty falling to Independence after beating Independence twice in the regular season. All right, we're going to step aside, take a break. Dave Morrison, thanks so much. Okay, guys, I appreciate it. All right, we're going to step aside, take a break. When we come back, we will have our poll question. We'll chat with our resident referee it's a little bit more because he's a poor guy. We've left him out here on set and I talked to him here for a whole second. <laughs> and then, cause time. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. Every Friday night from 9 to midnight, we're the home for high school basketball in the Mountain State. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Special thanks tonight to all of our affiliates, including 1360 AM, 97.1 FM, WHJC Megwan, 105 KQV, WKQV Cowan, 105.5 FM, and heard in Braxton County on 106.9 FM, 103.7 Jack FM, WQWV and Fisher, the Valley's Watchdog, 1600 AM, W. 
WKKX Wheeling, 1370 AM, WVLY Moundsville, Jackson County's home for Southern Gospel, Singing News Radio, 92.5 FM, WTHMLP, Ravenswood, Ripley, Knights Radio, 91.5 FM, WRSG, Middleburn, Talk Radio, WRNR, Martinsburg, 740 AM, 106.5 FM, Classic Hits, 106, WHFI, Linside, 106.7 FM, 95, The Sports Fox, WBES, Charleston, 950 AM, The Voice of the Coalfields, 101.9 FM and 1290 AM, WVOW and Logan, Light Rock, 93R, WRRR, St. Mary's, 93.9 FM, The Ticket, 102.3 FM, WMTD and Hinton, The Greatest Oldies of All Time, 98.5 FM and 101.5 FM, WQAZLP, Edmund Beckley, Tune for You, Yap Radio, 101.7 FM, WYAPLP, Clay, 104.5 FM, WASPLP, Huntington, 101.1 FM, WVWPLP, Wayne, 90.7 FM, WFG8, Fort Gay, and Marshall University's flagship station, The Cutting Edge, 88.1 FM, WMUL in Huntington. Cable subscribers can find Basketball Friday Night in the Huntington region on Comcast Channel 25 at Armstrong Digital Channel 204. Streaming online high-definition video can be found on our website, basketballnight.com, on our Facebook page, and we're on Periscope. Celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State, you're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. 11.43 on this basketball Friday night in West Virginia. (laughs) You know, sometimes it's just the end and that's it. I like it, though. I like it, though. Uh, They've yeah. lost the fade button. And I, it's okay. <laughs> that almost sounded like cause music right there. That, uh, that right? Been well, let's, let's not get ahead of ourselves. We'll get yeah. to cause in just a exactly. moment. Exactly. But uh, first, I want to go back over to the score center. And Marcus Constantino has a check of this week's poll. That's right, Ryan. This uh, past week's poll question, should, do you support a four-class system Uh, for high school basketball in West Virginia. Of course, uh, there was a proposed uh, uh, four-class, you know, sketch-up sort of going around. And so uh, we asked, and 54% of uh, visitors to basketballnight.com said yes, they support a four-class system, while 46% uh, said no, they do not. So a pretty dead-even vote. Now, this week's poll question um, should sectional uh, tournament games be played at a neutral site uh, or at uh, as it's done now, which, uh, if I understand it, is up to each section? Yeah. Yes or no? You can go to basketballnight.com and cast your vote. You've got until 1145 next week. Thank you very much, Marcus. And let's go back to our resident referee, Bo Anderson, who is here on set with us. We'll make our stage manager get to work back there. <laughs> and, uh, Bo, I, I have to say that I don't know that I have seen very many instances of things to even question the past couple of weeks. I've been fortunate to the games that I've been to have been pretty much straightforward, been good competitive games, but I don't know that there's been anything that's that stuck out to me and said, hey, I need to ask Bo about this. I'm not sure about this. Uh, one thing that I, that I see – we've talked about in years past, I don't think we've talked about this year, that I, that 
and I've watched it be called correctly and didn't even realize it until you told us about it last year. The two hands on the ball versus one hand on the ball, jump ball versus possession for a timeout or uh, that nature. Can you explain that? I'll, and you have about two minutes. Well, that was that's uh, interesting because I had that play actually this week uh, where one player – had two hands on the ball, and the other player puts one hand on the ball, and they're looking around for a uh, held ball, which didn't happen, and we continued to play because I was not blowing the whistle, simply because on that particular play and on plays like that, two hands versus two hands is the only time you can have a held ball. Now, when a player goes up to shoot a shot or gets in the air with the ball, and a player puts one hand on the ball to force him not to be able to shoot it or pass it and bring it back down, then it can be one hand on two hands. But on a play, a loose ball, uh, where a player reaches in and tries to grab it from the other player, it's got to be two hands on two hands. Uh, so that's that's the play that – and I actually had that. So it's interesting you made that. They were looking around at me waiting for the whistle to blow, and it wasn't blowing. <laughs> That's one of those things that I think a lot of people just see the ball stop for a second and they presume that there's going to be a jump ball or a help ball call. And yeah, I learned that from you and I've, I've picked up on that a lot over the, over the past year. That's one of the things that, one of the subtle things that, that I think that, uh, you know. I've tried to teach you well, Ryan. <laughs> and it's not 100%, but, I, but it, the, the way you explain it, it's kind of like on the ground, it's two hands. Yeah. But in the air, because, you know, g- g- uh, talking about guys getting blocked and, and getting back on the playground, we call it getting stuffed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's yeah. where the one hand you can still have the one hand and be a tie up. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Well, we're down to about uh, about ten minutes or so to go in the program, and that means it's cause time here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Let's go to Rick Kozlowski, sports editor of the Martinsburg. Journal. He joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And Rick, I hadn't got to talk to the guys in the back. I was late getting here. I was laying out there, giving them time to play whatever they wanted for you. And I guess tonight it's just just no, you. No music, but no. It's a it's just a it's just a cold call tonight. How you doing, Rick? Well, you well, you guys have to sing to me then. No, no, <laughs> no. We have people listening, and we want them to continue to listen. I can't well, sing. Well, okay, there you go then. <laughs> if these guys start singing, I'm calling flagrant times. I, I, I think maybe Cornwell can sing over there, but I know the rest of us probably can't. Oh, uh, there are times. <laughs> <laughs> there are times. Times when I'm inspired. Hey, there you go. Hey, you know, Rick, we talked with uh, – Well, let me oh, – go, go ahead. Yeah, go you, on. Need to answer, you need to speak to that. Go ahead. Well, no, no, no. I, I actually want to – I actually have a, a situation that I would like to have – Bo, interpret for me. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, he sounds nervous. He's ready. Okay. He's always ready. <laughs> okay. This is, this goes into the whole uh, held ball situation. Good segue, right? Yeah. Uh, like there was a, there was a there was a held ball. The referee or official blew his whistle. Like with like less than a second left in the quarter, and as he blew his whistle for the held ball, then the horn sounded. 
to end the period. So whose ball is it to start to the next quarter? Whoever still has that possession there, because, again, the same rule applies. The only way that that team loses that possession error is to violate that possession error. So the hell ball goes up, and it's so close to the time expiring that you have a whistle, but the time expires, and it's supposed to be team ace ball. When we come out to start the next quarter, it's still going to be team ace ball. You won't have a switch of the possession error on that. Okay, that's what I kind of figured it was, but – I think there was some, some question, and I think they wound up giving it to Team B. It didn't really affect anything, but there was some discussion, you might say. Mm, okay, well, you know, things happen, and again, uh, but uh, the correct call would be to still give it to the team that had a possession because they have not had their turn, and they have not volleyed that possession yet, so therefore it would be still Team A's ball if it was Team A's when the whistle blew for the hell ball. Yeah, okay. Well, very, very simple, but I think it uh, suddenly became more complicated because uh, somebody were uh, kind of maybe discussing it, uh, you know, pushing ideas a little further into it, saying, well, okay, since we had the hell of a ball there, they lost their possession with under a second left. I know we, we talk about the, the lag time with turning on, on the clock on and off and stuff, and you know, I presumed that uh, the you know the possession would just stay the same, but you know, no biggie. And well, I appreciate uh, I appreciate the, uh, the the insight, sir. No problem. In that case, you should have had the stripes on. Oh, years ago, I used to. <laughs> I, I know. I was. I'm aware when when we've talked before, but absolutely, yes, uh, that you would have gotten the call correct. All right, basketball. Yes, I thought he was lost for words. I I was, was, yay. Wherever (laughs) wherever Rick wants to take this, this is cause time. He can go wherever he wants to with it. But, um, yeah. Hey, hey, I might might have been eating a cupcake with a candle on it or something since you guys called me Bill Walton. (laughs) You you are a national treasure, Rick Kozlowski. Just like Bill Walton is. Uh, I think I was good. It was good to hear uh, Dave Morrison, Super Dave. Yeah. uh, You know, talking about uh, trying to get over the flu. Now, I guess if if I had the flu, you know, we would categorize that as like one flu over the cuckoo's nest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like that. That'll work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, it, it, it was it was it, it, it was it was working up well in my mind as I was walking my dog when I got home here, waiting to get on the show. Yeah, well, so, we certainly we always. Hey, we always appreciate that you uh, you hang out to to talk with us. I mean, this is uh, I mean, you you are the closer. Yeah, we we call the bullpen to bring in the cause to close things out every night in yeah, terms you, yeah, of every tre- show. You're Trevor Hoffman on this show because you you bring the fire. Well, see, one week I'm Bill Walton, the next week I'm Trevor Hoffman. <laughs> that's a big jump. Who will I be next week? <laughs> that's a that's an excellent excellent question. Yo. Rick, Martinsburg's boys in the regular season undefeated. 22-0. First time they've done that in school history. They uh, had a little bit of a, a scare on Monday against Morgantown. They're losing comfortably in the first half, and well, they kind of, uh, you know, Morgantown kind of came alive, and, and Martinsburg, uh, you know, maybe panicked a little bit. We talked about this a few weeks ago, if, if you guys recall. Only Ryan wasn't there, but uh, right. 
you know, figuring that, uh, you know, sometimes what happens when teams haven't lost, haven't been in a pressure situation, it gets to them. So is, is that going to be a, a big help for them? You know, I would, I would think so. Uh, it'd be interesting to see if they can, you know, run the table. Because that would just be just, just crazy stuff. Yeah. I mean, you know, you've got a football team that's won a, you know, three straight years without losing a game. And now you can have a basketball team that has that opportunity to do it for this season. And, you know, it's, uh, and these things don't happen. Because, of course, the, the Martinsburg girls, uh, team is a great story and uh they they've recovered from the, their uh, what could have been a, a real tragedy down there in Beckley and tonight uh, get the pretty comfortable win over Spring Mills take their section yeah I was at that game they started off a little slow down after the first quarter by 13-11 and uh second quarter they just kind of looked like their old selves it was like like something you know, they hit the switch, and they kind of became the team that you know we've seen them be. You know, up until the the bus accident, and wow, did a young lady by the name of Morgan Andrews have a whale tonight? She was just all over the court, double double, scoring points, blocking shots, grabbing rebounds. She was pretty much unstoppable, and a few and there were a few assists in there as well. You know, probably one of the, uh, the better performances I've seen from an individual female this season, no question. You know, talking about the Martinsburg girls, I mean, you know, even though they won the section, like, you know, they've got 16 wins on the season. They've, they've you know, had an outstanding season in their own right as well. Oh, absolutely. There's no question. And you know, you, just, you know, and you could see when they came back, after the bus crash, February 2nd, they weren't quite the same. I was thinking of a little bit of anxiety and you know, nursing some injuries. And, uh, you know, I mean, how would any of us, you know, kind of rebound from a situation like that? You know, how hard would it be on, on us? I think maybe, you know, younger people, maybe they're more resilient, but in the back of your mind, you know, that stuff is going to just be, just, just be beating on you a little bit. And they, you know, at times, they, you know, they looked a little bit like they were out of shape. And I just think that was kind of you know, a resid, resid, well, if I could say the word residual, I still can't say it. Residual. Uh, residual, yes, thank you. Uh, oh, that's probably why I write, because I can't speak. <laughs> But uh, they, they obviously were having some some effects, and I think uh, they're kind of coming around to the team that they had them before. And when I talked with Morgan tonight, she said, you know, we're still a little slow out of the gate. We have to get a little bit stronger at the beginning of games. But we're starting, we're getting there. We're starting to feel better about things. And and, and I think it showed in the, you know, pretty much the final three quarters. They, they played extremely well. I do want to point out, Rick, that the Martinsburg girls have not played on the road since that incident. All their games that they've played, the, the now four games that they've played since the bus crash have all been at home. The regional will be at home, too. So I have to think that 
you know, and, and we're running Certainly short on that time. Is, but that, 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 that's probably the best for them to help them kind of ease back yeah. into it. Yeah, certainly that's a very good situation to be at home. Now, you know, I'm expecting them to win their game Tuesday and move into Charleston. Now, how will a distant trip affect them? Yes. You know, I think uh, you, just, you just don't know how people react to things like that. I mean, I, I know myself. About 10 years ago, I was knocked off an interstate at 70 miles an hour by a tractor trailer. And for, you know, for probably the first six months after that, any time a tractor trailer got near me, I got a little shaky. And even now, sometimes, when I'm on the highway and a tractor trailer comes near, just seemingly out of nowhere, they get a little, I get a little unnerved. So, you know, you have to wonder how that kind of stuff you know, will play you know, on their minds, you know, on, you know emotionally will, will affect them. I, I know that, you know, that's, that's still a ways to go, but um, we'll definitely be following them along. And uh, look forward to next week and uh, girls' regional play, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Boys' sectional play really heats up next week. Should be a lot of fun. Rick Kozlowski, Martinsburg Journal, always a pleasure, sir. Hey, it's a great time of the year. Absolutely, absolutely. That's going to do it for this edition of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. For our resident referee, Bo Anderson, for Bill Cornwell, for Joe Limville, for Marcus Constantino, who did find the shirt for the uh, question. poll question. As you know, thank goodness. I'm Ryan Effling. Good night, everybody. Night. Thank you for listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Tune in next Friday for the latest high school basketball action from across the Mountain State. Visit BasketballNight.com for our show archives, the poll question of the week, and the BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Until next time, have a great weekend, and thank you for listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. The preceding broadcast was a presentation of the Fast Break Sports Network. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved.